Welcome to Viking Stadium and more football here on Let's Go Big Mo.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I am Jason Greer, joined alongside by Crusader legend Derek Williams. Derek, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, as always. Uh, this is a big game, obviously, week two of GCL play. The Molar Crusaders taking on the Lancers from LaSalle. First of all, Derek, this is an absolutely spectacular night for football weather-wise. Mid-60s. Little bit of a breeze, but it finally starts to feel like fall time in high school football with all the heat we've had. That's gone now, and uh, couldn't ask for a better night. And uh, some encouraging signs from Moeller from a week ago the mm-hmm. tough three point loss to St. X. And they come in here today to take on the Lancers from LaSalle, a resurgent program for LaSalle, and they've beat the tail off of everybody they've taken, the, taken out this year. They're 5 0. Yeah. Um, the, obviously, they've gotten off to a hot start this year. They really haven't played a high level of competition. So, you know, this will be their first test. They're, you know, getting into GCL play, all that kind of stuff. But th- this is, um, you know, this is going to be there, – there, there are a lot of common, you know, people at, at LaSalle that, that used to be at Moeller. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that plays out uh, tonight. You know, obviously the coach, Pat McLaughlin, was our former offensive coordinator. Um, the, our other former os- offensive coordinator, Chris Majors, is, is on the other side. So it'll be interesting, and, and, and I'm sure that they're they're looking to show pretty well tonight. Yeah, LaSalle, as we said, 5-0 and on the year. They're doing it with defense this year, giving up just 30 points on the season thus far, and twice have held opponents under 70 yards total offense, the last of which a week ago when they traveled to New York for the first time to take on St. Joseph's there and won that game by a score of 48 to nothing. They're looking to start 6-0 and for the f- third time in program history, the last game back to 2015. But on the other side, let's talk about Moeller here as they're about to uh, take the field to uh, our left. Uh, got going with the big plays a week ago. Of course, Carrington Ballantyne, the opening kickoff return for the touchdown, and then the two long touchdown passes to Brandon White and Anthony Sledge but outside of that not much to speak of offensively for Moeller and we talked about it last week will we see more of an evolution and and things start to spread out offensively get the ball into your playmakers hands this week well you have to obviously last week was was a good sign you've been shut out three times before that and to come out against a team like St. X and put up 21 points is good however you have to you have to develop some consistency now. You have the playmakers. I think that's what last week proved. You have the guys who can get it done. You have to fashion a game plan that's going to get it in their hands. We'll see what Bowler does here offensively. And the Crusaders will get the ball to start. LaSalle won the coin toss a little bit earlier and deferred to the second half. So we'll get a look at this Bowler offense immediately. Drew Altamula, there were some questions of whether or not he would play this week but it looks like he will be ready to go. And a couple of other guys, key guys for Moeller that are not in uniform tonight, and we'll tell you about those uh, as we go along. Moeller wearing the navy jerseys with the gold lettering and the white pants, and LaSalle wearing the road white jerseys, black pants, of course, with red lettering uh, and trim. 47-9 is the all-time mark in this series in favor of the Crusaders. However, they've split the last eight, four and four aside, including... Last year, Moeller had to go to overtime to beat LaSalle 21-14. It snapped a four-year winning streak by the Lancers in this series. But this is a LaSalle team, as we talked about before. You know, they're putting up more points, more so more points this year than all of last year when they finished four and five and missed the playoffs. So they're finding themselves offensively, but it starts on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, as always, LaSalle has an incredibly athletic team. They have great corners. 
they they're not huge up front so you know from a defensive line standpoint they're they're not scary but they're just so athletic and, and LaSalle's always a team that plays with an edge so they're going to hit you hard they're going to they're going to go to the whistle so it's it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting game to see how we match up with them but i think that their aggressiveness is something that we can take advantage of with some of the big play guys that we have we are just about set to go. Sun setting to our right here, so it won't be a factor on the field. Jake Seibert will kick it off for the Lancers. He is he is going to Ohio State. He's ranked as one of the best kickers in America. He has not missed a kick all season long. In fact, 24 out of 24 in extra points, 3 out of 3 in field goals. Oh, by the way, he also leads the team in receptions with 16, also tied for the team lead with three receiving touchdowns. Carrington Valentine, Anthony Sledge will be back to await the kick. Moeller will operate first going from right to left we have a bit of a delay here as this game is being broadcast on television so we have the, the TV guy holding things up at the 35 yard line everybody here is set to go crowd still filing in here at Viking Stadium looks to be a good crowd looks to be a beautiful night for football should temperature should drop through the 60s and into the 50s by the time this thing is over Moeller looking for their second win on the season and LaSalle looking to move to 6-0 for the third time in school history and it looks like we are finally set cyber will tow it up from the left mark at the 40 yard line valentine and sledge will await it not much to win to speak of and we are underway as cyber sends that one into the end zone and valentine doesn't even bother to go after it it will be a touchback and the crusaders will have the first possession drew altamuli he will play today there was questions as to where that would happen during the week but he is out there 46% completion percentage, 571 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. His problem when he's had time is ball security. Lost, lost, had issues keeping hold of the ball. He's lost three fumbles on the season. So can he do that, and can the offensive line give him some extra protection today you know, with that, that reshuffled offensive line? I think that's what the big question is going to be is how is this offensive line going to match up? On first down, the handoff is to Gabe Goins. Left side, big hole there. Out to the 24 and knocked forward to the 25-yard line. It closed quickly as he was hit first on the play by Cole Hildebrand, the senior defensive back who's listed the defensive back. He's six foot three, 205 pounds. He can pack a heck of a wallop from the safety spot. Goins heads out now on the second play. We told you one of the guys not in uniform today is the number two running back, Brian White in street clothes on the sideline, so somebody else will have to step up, and it looks like T.J. Rotello, man who's played exclusively on defense for the last several weeks, he's now in at running back on second down, ultimately from the pistol. Left side, he'll hand off to Rotello, trying to stretch it out, forcing his way now up to about the 26-yard line where it'll be third down. It's interesting, you see already, LaSalle's offensive or defensive line, I'm sorry, they they don't look very big. And the, the first couple plays, it looks like we've gotten a little bit of movement. But you've seen him come out in two tight end sets with a fullback. It, it looks like, you know, what they want to do is just pound downhill. And I'm not sure if that's necessarily the, the, the game plan that's going to last throughout the entire game. But... You know, that's what they're looking to do right now. Third and four it is from the 26 on the season. Moeller just 21% on third down. LaSalle allowing just 26%. Altamuli from the gun. Looking to pass for the first time to the right. It is caught out on the far side for a first down. And that is Anthony Sledge with his fourth catch of the season out from the 42-yard line. 
Like we saw last week, get the ball in his hands. Same thing with Brandon White. They can make plays. It's a gain of 16. As you said, that's his fourth catch of the year. He has three catches. He's averaging 35 yards per catch. So I think that yeah. you know that was way below his average, that play right there. Get the ball in his hands. Get the ball in, in Brandon White's hands. Get the ball in Malik's hands. Uh, put it in your athlete's hands and see what they can do with it. Sledge had one catch last week against St. Xavier, and it went for 70 yards and a score. First down for Moeller to the 42-yard line, working right to left from our vantage point. Altamuli from the gun, has Goins to his left. Design roll out to the left. Altamuli hit as he throws. It's incomplete. Sledge was the nearest man as he was hit from behind on the play. Drew was by Jabran Payne coming off the weak side linebacker blitz. Yeah, as a quarterback, you got to get that out of your hands a little bit faster so that you don't get hit. I mean, he was very close. Uh, to He wasn't close to getting sacked, but he took a hit that he really didn't need to take. That's a sprint out to his left. You know, you got to get the ball out of, uh, out, out of there already. Another playmaker for the Crusaders, Malik Verdon, checks in for Anthony Sledge. Verdon had a couple of really nice runs last week from the Wildcat. He'll go from the Wildcat on second and ten. Altamila will be split out far to the left side of the line. Two other receivers that way. Gabe Goins comes in motion into the backfield. Verdon on second and ten. Is going to keep the option himself and go out right side. Eludes one tackler out across midfield. Malik Verdon, first down into Lancer's territory. Again, playmaker, let him create. It's a first down for Bowler on a 13-yard run for Malik. Yeah, Malik's average this year running the ball is about 9.4 yards per carry, which is essentially a first down every time you carry it. So, And he got 12 yards there. This is it's it's not rocket science, you know. Make sure if if you, if you have to run the ball, then run the ball. But make sure that you're running it with your guys uh, who can make plays. Moeller on the move on the opening drive. 9:47 to go in the first quarter. Crusaders operate for the first time in LaSalle territory. Altamuli from the pistol has Rotello behind. Going to hand it off to Rotello. Two hands over the ball at the middle. Rotello had an angle at first and was closed down pretty quickly afterwards by Cam Porter, the star linebacker for LaSalle, who also is a running back. He is committed to go to Northwestern, a gain of a couple to the 42-yard line. And one of the things that you're seeing, though, here is consistency. Uh, no penalties, no negative yardage. They're pushing it upfield, you know, getting three, four-yard chunks and then making a manageable second and third downs. The only neutral play so far was the incomplete pass. Everything else outside of that has been positive thus far for the Crusaders. That's a good sign. And before this play, Moeller will have to take a timeout. We'll keep it right here for the early going here. 9.05 to go in the first quarter. Moeller on the move right now, and a good sign, I think, coming off of what we saw last week, Derek, against St. Xavier when it was the big play mm -hmm. that really set Moeller's offense and accounted for you know all their all three of their scores. But this drive here early on, I think it's a good tone to set for the roster to know that they can put a drive, a methodical drive together. They don't necessarily have to have the big play. Those are always nice to have, of course, but when you can pick up chunks of yardage at a time and consistently move down the field against an opponent who's given up 30 points all season long. As I said earlier, consistency is the key. You know, before earlier this year, they were turning over the ball. Last week, you know, they were making a lot of big plays. This is good to see. This is good to see. You know, get a get a few first downs, change the change the field position. That's what you want to do, so that uh, you, you give your you give your defense a chance. You're taking time off the clock. This this looks more normal. Out of the timeout, Moeller lines up the strong side to the left. Joe Tepfer in 
as an extra blocker. Goins going to try and bounce out of the right game. Going to the first down and more inside the 30, and he'll be brought down at the 28-yard line. Nice cut back there from Goins. They line up left. He cut it out to the right. Another big gain there, a gain of 13. Great kickout block there by Teffer. They have Teffer lined up as a fullback. He... He sealed the edge, and really there, there was nobody there to, to tackle Goins until he was about five or six yards upfield. Bowler now operates inside the 30 of LaSalle as Verdun comes in late to the party. 8.45 to play in the first quarter, and Moeller's opening drive looking promising. Rotello now in the backfield behind Altamuli from the pistol. Tepfer in again, and they'll go strong up front. Play fake this time, Altamuli with pressure, and it's knocked down at the line of scrimmage by Jabran Payne. It was coming off that weak side again, this time into the face of Altamuli. He, he smacks it away. It'll be second and ten. Yeah, he came in unblocked. It's it's lucky he didn't he, – he just knocked that down. He threw it right to him. He hit him right in the hand. So it's lucky he didn't come down with that. Payne has good hands. He'll also play running back for LaSalle. He has four receptions on the season. So you're right. Good call on that. Second down and ten, five wide receivers for Altamuli. Three to the left, two to the right. LaSalle shifting, and here comes pressure. They'll throw the screen out to the near side, and it'll be caught in the backfield by Zach French. We've seen a lot of action at safety. They try a screen out to that side. This one, though, sniffed out by the Lancers. It'll be a loss of five back to the 33. So, again, with Brian White out, Coach Todd Nauman had to get go a little deeper down the depth chart to find offensive help. That play did not work at all. Yeah, that's kind of a discouraging play because now you have third and 15. This is not what you want to be in with LaSalle because LaSalle is going to pin their ears back. This is where they use their athleticism, and they're going to come after the quarterback. Much like we saw with St. X doing the second half against Moeller a week ago, and it really wore down the Crusaders' front. Malik Verdon from the quarterback spot this time in the Wildcat on third and 15. It'll be a design run the whole way. Malik slips through one before he's met at the 31-yard line. Just a gain of four on the play. It'll be fourth and 11. And the way that play set up, I have to think Todd Nauman was thinking we're maybe two down territory. No, he'll send Kevin Thibodeau on for a field goal try. Thibodeau hit one from 40, 43 a week ago. He'll try one here, it looks like, initially. It'll be about a 48-yarder for Kevin Thibodeau. He's got the leg for it. The wind is blowing a little bit here. so Interesting play call there on third and 15. Maybe try with the design design draw for Verdon. But nevertheless, it results in Thibodeau trying from 48. Snap is down. LaSalle with no pressure at all. This has plenty of leg on it, and Thibodeau splits it right down the middle. Kevin Thibodeau with a 48-yard field goal. He's now third on the all-time scoring list at Moeller, passing 97 grad Tom Puck. And opening drive results in points. You take time off the clock as well. 6.49 to go in the opening quarter. Kevin Thibodeau puts Moeller on top of LaSalle. 3-0 here on Let's Go BitMo.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Thank you. 
So despite being backed up on a third and long situation, no problem though for Kevin Thibodeau. And the lefty boots one through from 48 yards out. Bowler with an opening field goal and now LaSalle has their turn to answer offensively and Thibodeau will send this one deep. This is one of the few that's actually going to be returnable. Jabran Payne catches it at the goal line. Big space up the middle, 30, 35, 40. Across midfield, left side, 45, still negotiating, and he will be pushed out of bounds near the 40-yard line of Moeller. Just a gaping hole right in the middle of that kickoff coverage of Moeller. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, obviously Thibodeau has the leg to do it, to, to put it in the end zone. you got to put it in the end zone against these guys. They are too athletic, and they're going to make plays like this. This is the this is the tough thing. You, you had a great first drive. You took about five minutes off the clock. You, you established some pace. Now they get it back, and they're already in our territory. So, you know, this you're, you're putting your defense in a bad spot already. That's just the fourth kickoff out of 20 on the season for Thibodeau that did not go for a touchback. And now we turn it over to the Lancers offense, who's been really good all season long, averaging 37 points per game. Zach Brandon, the quarterback, he'll take it on the option. Oh, popped out, but I think right into the hands of a LaSalle offensive lineman. He'll fall forward to the 43-yard line. It looked like on the play Max Liondecker, the sophomore it popped right into his hands on first down, so it actually turns into a gain of three for the Lancers. Brandon will run it quite a bit. That was his 36th run of the year. He's up near 300 yards rushing and four touchdowns. He has yet to throw a pick on the season. 67% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, no picks. On second down, Payne comes in motion, and he oh, he's sweeping. It's out there, and I think LaSalle got it back again. I think Porter fell on it. Back-to-back -back fumbles for the Lancers. It's just sloppy. Uh, I, I mean, there, there's there's no other word for that. It was kind of a. It, it looked like a, a like an outside outside like jet sort of play, and he's coming right across. It looked kind of like a lazy handoff from the quarterback. He didn't really kind of run off any kind of fake. So, Lasalle had only fumbled the ball four times coming into today. They've done it twice on the first two plays offensively. This. Second one backs the ball up to the 41-yard line where it'll be third and 11. LaSalle very good on third down this season, 46%. Bet. Brandon Bet. wants a man in motion. This time he will throw. That's looking, a looking a lot of space on the left side. Brandon trying to make a move. Ooh. He'll have a first down to the 29-yard line. Man. Okay, a couple of Moeller guys may have been grabbed as they were trying yeah, to get that, to Brandon. Yeah, there, there were a couple holds there. I mean... Uh, the tackle had a hold of Teffer. He had him in a bear hug. Joe Teffer, his second game at defensive end. What a debut last week it was. He had three and a half sacks against the Bombers. But a first down here on third and 11 to the 29-yard line. Branham will go from the gun. And quickly throw it out to the far side. It is caught on the screen, and it'll be a nice gain forward. Brought in by Ben Seibert. His third catch of the season. One thing that you're seeing here, and th this is this is typical uh, Pat McLaughlin. He he's he's big on tempo. Uh, you see, he's got trips into the boundary. You know, I, watch watch this X over here because this is what he loves. He loves to get this guy in a one-on-one. -on -one. That's their number one receiver. Random the left side dropped as it was looking for Jalen Norwood down the left sideline inside the ten. Hit him right in the chest and fell incomplete. He was hit from behind on the play by Wyatt Kelly. 
Sometimes as you're a receiver, the worst place that can hit you is right between the numbers, and Norwood just let that one go. The man you were talking about lining up by himself is Jake Seibert, as we said, one of the best kickers in the country. He's LaSalle's best receiver. He'll line up on the left side, matching up against Carrington Valentine on third down and three from the 22-yard line. It's another thing that Pat loves to do. Uh, we used to have a, you know, called hold where we get lined up and we get on the ball, and then he takes a look at the defense before he makes the call. Design draw all the way. Branham down to the five-yard line. Nobody there on the left side as they loaded heavy to the right. And Branham with the designed play call just tucked it and ran. They'll spot it at the four. It's a gain of 18. And LaSalle two for two on third down on the drive, knocking on the door of the end zone. And this is what this is what like I said, this is what Pat does really well. He'll he'll get in a hold, he'll watch what the defense gives him, he'll call a play. There of all the people I've ever coached with, Pat is the best in-game play caller that I've ever been around. Branham on first and goal. Porter up the middle. Oh. No, Branham kept it himself. He's into the end zone for his fifth rushing touchdown of the season. Boy, you talk a good team turns it around and takes advantage of second and third chances. They fumble the first two balls, get them back, and then Branham takes over from there. Yeah, but once again, the defense all year has been put in a bad position. You give the ball, give them the ball on a on the 40-yard line, these things are going to happen. So Now Jake Seibert on for the extra point. He has not missed a kick all season long. This is his 25th extra point try. As LaSalle takes the lead for the first time with 3.36 to go in the first quarter. Seibert out of the hold of Nathan Merritt. Nope. Pressured in there, but Seibert still got it up and through. So LaSalle gets second and third chances after two opening play fumbles, and they take advantage of it. Branham runs it in from four yards out. 3.36 to go in the first. LaSalle 7, Bowler 3, and let's go BigMo.com and ESP Media, powered by Sonar Sports. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Branham, LaSalle's Mr. Everything at quarterback, takes it in from four yards out, his fifth rushing touchdown of the season, and LaSalle has the lead after they take advantage of a short field on a good kickoff return. They lead 7-3. Seibert will tow it up from the left hash. Valentine and Brandon White this time back to return. It's not going to matter. They let it go eight yards deep into the end zone for another touchback. So now the challenge for Moeller, you've driven down, you've gotten points on the first drive. Can you start to sustain back-to-back -back drives? Well, you know, you set the tone with that first drive. You want to do the same thing. You, you want to get points on the board, but you also want to take time off the clock. As you can see, that's an explosive LaSalle offense. So the best way to defend that offense is to keep them on the sideline. So, you know, keep running, keep trying to establish, uh, you know, your, yourself on the line of scrimmage like you did in the, the first drive and, and keep that offense on the, on the sideline. 
From the 20, Altamuli throwing all the way. Left side, Verdon has it. Nearly got tipped once and maybe even picked on the play, but Malik gets it to the 27-yard line. That ball seemed to float out there forever, and Jalen Johnson, one of the best junior defensive backs in the state of Ohio, nearly had himself a pick six. Yeah, these corners are way too athletic and way too talented to have any kind of stray throws or late throws, and that was very late on, on just a hitch route. So if you're going to do that, you got to let that thing go. Johnson, 6'3", 210 junior. I'll rattle off all the offers, some of the offers he has in just a moment. Altamuli on second down, hands off to Goins. Gabe kind of stumbled as he was coming to take the handoff and maybe gets back to the line of scrimmage. Jalen Johnson, who made the play on the previous play, has offers right now from Ohio State, Penn State, Cincinnati, Louisville, and Kentucky. I'm sure there are others out there, but those are, I think, all the ones that LaSalle chose to put in their media guide. So he is a talented guy, six foot three, 210 pounds, and, again, he's just a junior. It's fairly impressive. Yes, he is. <laughs> so that, after no gain from Goins on second down, it'll be third and three for the Crusaders. One for two on the first drive. This is a crucial play here. You've you you gave you get yeah they they uh, kind of stacked up there. Got they the got two tight ends. The Wildcat in as well. Malik Vernon design run to the left to the short side, and it's going to depend Ooh. on the spot. I think he's going to be I short. Think he, yeah, he walked. They're going to mark him at the 28-yard line, so just a gain of one. It'll be fourth and two. Thought he had another yard there, but. Interesting there to, lo to load up strong to the left side, and then to, which is the short side of the field, and, and then run to it. So Todd Nauman, I think he considered it at first, but I think thought the wiser. He will punt it away, and Noah Hughes will come on for the first time. Jalen Norwood will await. Yeah, I like the idea on that. I, I, I wish Malik would have gone upfield a little bit more on that. Listen, it's 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 third and three, third and tight, and you you you're running it into the boundary. You got to kind of stick your nose down there and, and just get it. Hughes, Ooh. not a good punt at all off the side of his foot. That's going to spin sideways, and Moeller will let it roll, and it will die at the Moeller 46-yard line. Just. An 18-yard punt, and once again, LaSalle is going to be set up on the molar half of the field. As Coach Nauman talked about in the pregame in his weekly conversation with Rob Ebel, special teams is just as important as offense and defense. You know that as, as well. And when you get stopped on a drive like that, you go, you go three and out, and then you get an 18-yard punt off against an offense like this, it puts a, your defense in a very, very difficult position. LaSalle's 5-0 for a reason. So you cannot, you cannot give them this kind of field position. It's it, these these are the reasons why teams go five and zero. These are the reasons why teams go one and four. Zach Branham back to work from the pistol, play fake, and he wants to throw. Wants Cybert on the double move into the corner. It's overthrown and incomplete. Michael Leonard had it read the entire way. Leonard back into the starting lineup in the defensive secondary, replacing Pete Baker, who is out today. He'll be joined along Diley, Zach French, and Carrington Ballantyne, your linebacker for Moeller, Will Braley, Wyatt Kelly, and T.J. Rotello. And up front, Joe Tepper, Nate Pabst, Wyatt Bullock, and Jackson Garrett once again. Kind of weird play there. It looked like it was a double move by Seibert, but it, he just stopped running. It didn't even look like it, it was almost like he didn't think the ball was coming to him. On second down, the handoff is to Jabran Payne. He's pushing towards the 40-yard line. 
but he is met by a host of Crusaders before he can get there. They'll blow the play dead at the 39, so it'll be a gain of four. It'll make it third and six. So once again, just like the third down on the offensive side, this third down on the defensive side is big. If you can get them off the field here, this would this would be a huge break for to, to get your offense back on the field. Brandon will have a five-wide receiver set on third and six. And, of course, as we saw on the opening drive, he can tuck it and run himself. A very big challenge Branham does indeed offer. Play clock approaching 10. One minute to go in the opening quarter. Design quarterback draw all the way. Branham cuts to the right side, trying to move into the middle. His momentum will carry him across the 35 That's for a first, first down by about two feet. Obviously, they've seen something in film this week where they know that their quarterback is going to make some plays. So, you know, they've uh, this is about the fourth time that he's tucked in run it. You're, you're going to have to spy him. You're going to have to figure out something because he's going to keep doing it until you stop it. He's near 300 yards coming into the day on the ground. He's now over that. He's got 40 already here in the first quarter. 35 seconds to go in the quarter. First and 10 Lancers from the Moeller 34-yard line. Branham with man in the backfield. He'll swing it out wide. It is caught on the play by Simon Nicholas inside the 25 and another first down to the 22-yard line before Rotello drags him down. Just a simple throw out wide, gets one block from his receiver, and it's another nice game. Yeah, back in the day when Pat was at Moeller, we used to call that basic, and, and essentially the quarterback has about three different options there. Either he can throw it. A hitch, he can throw the bubble, or he can uh, run the zone. That was just the third catch of the year for Nicholas. They'll hand it off on the next play. Payne breaks one tackle, breaks a second before he's popped down by Tepfer just inside the 18-yard line. First man he eluded was Carrington Valentine on the play. Nice spin move by Payne to pick up a couple. And with that, the first quarter has come to an end. So Bowler takes the opening drive, takes... Over five minutes off the clock, it converts it into three points on a 48-yard Kevin Thibodeau field goal, but LaSalle answers back with a strong kickoff return, and Zach Branham punches it in four yards out. We're at the end of one. LaSalle leads Bowler 7-3 here on Let's Go Big Mo.com. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Before we begin the second quarter, very cool moment here to the into the end zone to our east. Members of the 1969 Molar State Championship football team here in attendance and being honored in between quarters. Quite a few of them there making the trek out here to see their Crusaders back in action. I got to tell you, Derek, from my, my vantage point, it looks like a lot of them could probably still suit you up if they chose to. Yeah, yeah they got a lot of guys out there. Last week they had 85 team, uh, which was actually my brother's year. Um, so it's uh, nice to see some of the some of the old timers come out here and and still be a part of the program. Begin the second quarter. Branham's going to keep it on the option, trying to roll to the left side. Three Crusaders there, and French cuts him down 
Really at about the line of scrimmage. He may have picked up one to the 17-yard line. And good recognition by the Crusaders that time to not go for the fake handoff up the middle to Porter. Yeah, you're you're going to have to start getting him, though, in the, in the backfield. Uh, he's, even though you made a great play on that, still gained a couple yards. They're, they're kind of just moving it steadily up the field. And now a flag on the play. I think they may have drawn Tepper offside with the hard count. Which you don't like to see, especially considering Brandon was in the gun. Yeah. But the result of the penalty, of course, it'll make it second and much more manageable for the Lancers from the 13-yard line now. It'll be second and about four, maybe four and a half. Brandon will have three wide receivers to his right, two to his left. Seibert matched up on the near side against Valentine, and now they look to the sideline for an adjustment. Play clock down to five. Branham has it in front of him. He can see it, and before they snap the ball, LaSalle's going to take a timeout. Timeout, Lancers. Yeah, like I said, Pat lo loves to he, he loves to kind of see the defense, but sometimes it takes a little bit long on that call. He just hasn't gotten into his tempo that he's usually in just yet. So second down and about five it will be for LaSalle as they lead Moeller seven to three. That score, by the way, by Moeller, the field goal in the first quarter, just the second time LaSalle's allowed points in the first half this season. They have yet to allow points in the second quarter in their first five games. Second quarter scoring on the year, LaSalle 55, opponents nothing. Still a long way to go, of course, here. We're, we're not even a minute into this second quarter. Hopefully, Moeller can break through on that side. Out of the timeout, they'll line up in the same formation. Three wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Porter in the left side slot. Seibert matched up out wide against Valentine. And I wonder if Brandon looks that way. Porter shifts into the backfield. They'll run the option play. Brandon keeps it right at the middle. He'll walk into the end zone for the touchdown. They brought Porter to the backfield and kind of simulated a jet sweep. Branham kept himself, ran right through the A-gap, and there was no Crusader there, and Branham's into the end zone for the second time. Yeah, they run a power, uh, they call it power outside where he the running back's running outside, but the, the line is blocking power. Uh, and what they'll do is they'll read that end. The end is unblocked. They read the end. If he goes with the running back, then the quarterback keeps it and run, runs power, and that's what it looks like when, when the end chases there's really nobody there if, if you get it blocked right. Branham now has the team lead in rushing touchdowns with six. Seibert on for the extra point. That one was nearly blocked as Valentine came in off the left side, but it's up and good. 10.56 to go in the second quarter now. LaSalle once again takes advantage of poor Moeller team special teams play. Branham into the end zone for the second time. LaSalle 14, Moeller 3 on Let's Go BigMo.com and ESP Media powered by Sonic Sports. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life.
can't give a good offensive team like LaSalle a short field, and Moeller's done it twice on two drives to start this football game, and LaSalle's put it into the end zone first both times on the legs of Zach Brannon. They lead Moeller 14-3 a minute into the second quarter. Seibert's kick will bounce at the three-yard line and into the end zone for the touchback, and Moeller will go back to work offensively. Well, it's not a good sign when the two times that LaSalle has the ball, they go right down the field like they did. Yeah, you did give them a short field, but outside of a few plays where they kind of stopped themselves on that first drive, they they didn't put up you know too much of a fight there. So this has the this drive here has kind of the distinct smell of a drive that's very important as far as the game is concerned because you feel like you're almost at a at a tipping point. Altamuli from the gun will throw right side on the double move on the wheel route. Brandon White couldn't bring it in. Isabel just nope, short. There you go. The flag's going to be called. Devontae Smith, it looks like they're going to get interference, and I think they make it for face guarding on the play. Didn't look like a lot of contact, but Smith never made a play back for the ball. No, and he actually had really good coverage. That shows you how much speed their corners have. Uh, because usually Brandon is running right past those guys. But the thing about it is you're putting pressure on their defense. Okay, now you've come out, you've been in two tights, you've, you've had two backs. You're going to have to open it up a little, and you're going to have to you know, get it to your playmakers and move the ball a little bit. And I think, if anything, it also helps if you don't wind up getting points in this. You're starting to flip the field more. Yes, you have and to. If you wind up not not succeeding scoring-wise on the drive, you can move LaSalle back some. Now from the 35, the handoff up the middle and a busted play all the way around. Rotella was in the backfield, and it looks like they might have given that to Tepfer. And it was. Joe Tepfer. I got his first carry of the season as he was the blocking back up front. And uh, LaSalle had it sniffed out. He'll get a forward progress to the 34, so it's just a loss of one on the play. But once again, as we talked about, you know, Brian White, the, the number two tailback for Moeller, not playing tonight, so you've got to try and get creative. But, boy, that's reaching deep into the playbook to give a handoff to Tepfer. Yeah. And, and once again, you had that 22 personnel with two tights and, and two running backs and one wide out, and LaSalle's going to just start pinning their ears back because they, they, we haven't really thrown out of this formation. Moeller did not break the huddle until there was eight seconds on the play clock, and they'll have to burn their second timeout. We'll take one as well. 9.58 to go in the second quarter. LaSalle showing why they're 5-0. They lead Moeller 14-3 here at Let's Go Big Mo.com. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Castanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. <laughs> Moeller and LaSalle here, Derek, a, a big matchup elsewhere in the in the GCL. Yeah, we got a, a score Elder 14, Scenic 7. Uh, Luby just had a five-yard run for a touchdown. 
about three minutes left in the first quarter. Moeller heads to Elder next week. We'll have the coverage for you, and let's go BigMo.com. Malik Verdon, design run to the right out of the Wildcat on the play. Maybe, get, maybe gets back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and ten. Okay, so once again, you have that, that 22 personnel in, and you're not throwing the ball out of that formation. If you're not going to throw the ball out of the formation, and obviously the defense can pin their ears back and just come up field. And also, too, you look at this defense here for LaSalle. They've got size and speed to burn. Mm-hmm. Very hard to run east-west against them, yeah. like Moeller just tried to do on that sequence. And now because of it, it's back to third and ten for the Crusaders. They're one for three on third down thus far. Thing about speed like that, you don't want to if, – if you're going to run to the edges, then you got to have some sort of misdirection as well. Ultimately gets a playoff with one on the play clock. Over the middle and just behind Brandon White, and he couldn't hang on to it. I would bet if he, we talked to White on the oh, play. Oh, and there's a flag. It. Late flag yes. comes in as Aisa Jarman, the defensive back for LaSalle, and White got together after the play, and I think Jarman was the one who got caught saying yeah. something. Yeah, the, the ball was a little bit behind Brandon, and then, uh, yeah, number four put put a little bit of a hit on Brandon and then kind of ran his mouth. And I, you could see it from up here that he was running his mouth, and uh, the the official got him. So Not a smart play no. by Jarman whatsoever. You were going to get off the field, going to get your team decent field position back, and now because of the penalty, you've given Moeller new life and the ball right at midfield on the 26th penalty of the season for LaSalle. That's always been LaSalle's Achilles heel, is especially since they've really started to go on this run, is that they are a team that plays with a ton of emotion. There's no need to do it. Yeah, and, and, that's and, it. and sometimes it, it, it just it ruins them. From the pistol, Goins behind Altamuli. Goins will get the carry. Tepford leading the way. Goins trying to push his way into LaSalle territory. He'll get to the 48 for a gain of two. This reshuffled offensive line still trying to find their way. Sturgis, Mill, Broughton, Williams, and Fickle from left to right for the Crusaders. The second second week we've seen this lineup. They made the change before the game against St. X a week ago. Seems like they're content to they're, – they're just trying to take time off the clock, shorten the game. They are – you know, they like I said, they've lined up in a lot of, uh, of 22. Now they're, uh, they've got two backs in. With Teffer at fullback, Altimuli keeping it on the ground. On the counterplay, Rotello trying to make space, not much doing. He maybe get to the 45, gain of a couple. It'll make it third and five. But nevertheless here, a couple of short runs, but you've made it a manageable third situation. No longer a third and 10 or third and 15 like we've already seen tonight. Yeah, I think that you have to, you, you have to spread them out a little bit. Uh, you, you can't have those, those two tight ends tied into the formation. And, and pack it in. You have to spread them out a little bit so you have some room to work with. Third and five. We've got a lot of options here, and I wonder if Moeller does not convert here, if Todd Nauman is thinking two, two downs. Altamuli going to hand it Goins off the left side. Gabe Goins first down and more inside the 40. Dragging defenders across the 35 and down near the 31-yard line. It's good. They had an unbalanced formation. They had twins to the field with the tight end to the field as well, and they ran right behind that. So, you know, what you try to do when you have those unbalanced formations is just catch them in 
in a position where they don't really know how to line up to it, and it didn't look like they, they had anybody there. That, that hit pretty well. I like the play call there. Go, go on balanced again. you got you got to try to do things maybe a little against what you would normally do against a team as good as LaSalle is and uh, just load up some big guys up front and uh, try and catch them off guard, and that's what Goins did there. They'll mark the ball at the 30-yard line on the 15-yard run for Goins. Now Rotello back in. Altamuli from the pistol has TJ behind him. Play fake this time. Altamuli rolls left. Throw to the far sideline. Sledge has it. He's out of bounds at the 17-yard line. That's an NFL toe touch on the far side as Hargrove Mundy couldn't chase him down. And Altamuli put it right in the breadbasket of Anthony Sledge. There you go. And finally, out of that formation, you throw the ball. And that's that's good. I, I mean, it, it took a while to set that up. Yes, it did. You know, but that's that's what you have to do. And once again, Sledge is is a playmaker for you. Credit to the offensive line. Altamuli had plenty of time on that play to make a throw. So now from the 17-yard line, Moeller in the red zone. Once again, you have this unbalanced formation to the field. Strong side right. Altamuli's going to roll Sprint out that way. To the Pressure field. from the Going to take a shot of the end zone. Wright catches it for the touchdown as two Lancers went for the interception. And Brandon White has his second score of the year. And the first time this season, LaSalle has given up second quarter points. There you go. There you go. Now, I tell you what, Altamuli got lucky on Yes, that. he did. Because... <laughs> He laid that one up there. They just time they time their both of those guys timed their jump poorly, yep. went but, right through their head, and, and there was Brandon behind. But him. a nice job by White too to see that through the two guys flying through him. Good concentration by Brandon White to pull it in. And again, this is week six, and that's the first second quarter points LaSalle has allowed all season long. And it all came from that penalty where yes, they were did. about to get off the field where where that, that corner decided to uh Run off at the mouth a little bit. Thibodeau's extra point is up and good. So LaSalle taking advantage of Moeller's special team's mistakes. This time Moeller takes advantage of a LaSalle penalty as ultimately finds Brandon White in the end zone from 17 yards out. 6.44 to go in the second. Moeller right back in and trailing LaSalle. 14-10 on Let's Go BigMo.com and ESPN Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Viking Stadium and partner, we talked about it last week. We talked about it in the pregame today. Get it in the ball, get the ball into the hands of Anthony Sledge and Brandon White, and only good things can happen. We saw it on back-to-back plays there. First Sledge, then White in the end zone from 17 out. Yeah, as I said before, Sledge came in with about a 35-yard average per catch, only three catches. But you know, I think that tells you a little bit about you know what you need to do. And and Brandon came in with a 24-yard average per catch. So I think it speaks for itself. Sledge with three catches on the year, has two tonight. White's first catch of the night goes for the end zone. Thibodeau puts it in the end zone. That's what we're used to seeing. Yes. And it'll be have. a touchback. He's now 17, 17 out of 21 as far as touchbacks go. I'm not going to bother doing the math. Do you want to try that? Uh, no. Okay, me, I didn't think so. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No. 
No clue. So uh, LaSalle back to work, and obviously by far their worst field position of the day. Their third possession, they'll start at their own 20 from the right hash. They will line four guys up to the left and one to the right. Cam Porter, the nearest one to the left. We'll see if he shifts. It doesn't look like he will as Branham looks to the sideline for his adjustment. Play clock down to 10. Branham has accounted for both of the Lancers' touchdowns on the ground. Play clock down to 5. Branham sees it. Down to 2. And he will take it on the run the whole way, working right side. Now back to the middle. He'll cross the 25 to the 26-yard line. And not easy to see why LaSalle would keep doing this so far. Moeller's offered little resistance in slowing Branham down. Yeah, what Pat did there is he he had quads to the field. So, you know, he's waiting to see that linebacker pull out and, and, and get some leverage so, you know, you have enough guys in the box where the quarterback can – uh, I think it's just really a numbers game. Porter hits the hole with a wow. head of steam and still just dragging dudes out across the 35 to the 38-yard line, a 14-yard gain. Porter goes 5'11", 207, and a similar guy that we saw with Mayan Williams a, co a, a couple of weeks ago that that uh, Moeller saw out for Winton Woods. Similar type of build there. Of course, Porter's also going to play Division One ball at Northwestern. He picks up the first down here. LaSalle right back on the line. And off up the middle this time is to Payne. He's trying to cut through guys being dragged down across the 45 to the 46-yard line. It's another gain of eight for the Lancers. And right now, LaSalle just playing smash-mouth football right up the middle. Yeah, and it's such a luxury to have two guys like that. I know that, that you know, back in the day when, when uh, Pat was at Moeller, one of the things that we really like to do is we like to have two to three running backs that we could wheel in there because we knew that, uh, those guys, we knew that we were going to make a, we were going to make some runs, and you needed to keep those guys healthy. Branham kept the ball on the option this time, and he's into Moeller territory for another first down. Branham now has already run the ball nine times tonight for nearly 70 yards. Yeah, and you know, right now we have yet to stop them defensively. Uh, they have, they've really had their way with, with, uh, with us. Trips into the boundary here again. Branham's going to keep it himself. This time it's read well and a good job by T.J. Rotello to stay on Branham that time and trip him up. It'll actually be a loss of about a half a yard on Branham's 10th carry. Really the first time we've seen Moeller just play a spy on Branham and not immediately go with the running back option. So second and 11 now for LaSalle. They will have four wide receivers and also a tight end on the line. Brandon will go by himself in the backfield. The man lined up at tight end is Anthony Miners, senior tight end. He goes six foot two oh five. Brandon comes up to the line, makes his check with ten on the play clock, four forty to go in the first half. Oh, man yeah. in motion, left side. That'll be an infraction on Devonte Smith. As the count was on two, he went on one, so it'll back Lasalle up. Make it second and 16 back at the 49-yard line. Third penalty against the Lancers in the first half, 435. Now, once again, look for something underneath. You know, what, what LaSalle's probably going to want to do at this point is, is just get a manageable third down. That's a second penalty on Smith. He got called one for one defensively, a pass interference call earlier defending Brandon White. So now second and 16 for LaSalle.
Branham with pressure. Screen at the middle. Porter is there. Porter has it. Coming to the left sideline. Uh -oh. Stiff arms one man inside the 40. Knocked out of bounds by Valentine. Just shy of the 35-yard line. That's about as good of a play call as you can have there. And it helps if you've got a bell cow at Porter to take that ball. He's knocked out of bounds at the 36. It turns second and 16 into third and three. Yeah, I... I love running screens on second down. Uh, it seems like every coach on the planet wants to run them on third down, and nobody's really ever expecting them on, on second. Um, so uh, nice play call, manageable third down here, but uh, Moeller has to figure out a way to get off the field. Branham keeping it himself. We'll have a first down inside the want. 30, down the sideline, 20, 15, 10. Alutes went at 10, 5, reaching for the pylon. He's in for the touchdown. A designed run the entire way, and Zach Branham just continues to dazzle his third rushing touchdown of the night, and now he's over 100 yards on the night as well. This is the, this is the thing about having a quarterback, and, and obviously back in the day we had guys like uh, Spencer Eichavone, we had guys like Gus Ragland, things like that. When you have a quarterback that can run, it, it puts so much more into play. Uh, you can run. You can run reads. You can run. Uh, you can run regular zone, where it's a zone read. You can run a quarterback zone, uh, that where it looks exactly like it, but you're running the opposite way. So, uh, there. Right now, we we just can't really match up with it. Sal on for the extra point. Looks like Cam Cope will take the extra point. He's wearing the same number as Branham. So Cybert not having to kick this one through. It's no good wide to the right. But that's about the only thing that's gone wrong offensively for the Lancers. Zach Branham, 106 yards and three touchdowns already in this ballgame. 3.57 to go in the second quarter. LaSalle 20, Moeller 10. Here on Let's Go BigMo.com. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today. LaSalle came into tonight's game averaging nearly six and a half yards per rush on the season tonight. They're nearly eight and a half, 132 yards total. Zach Branham, Mr. Everything at quarterback, he has 106 himself, and all three Lancer scores. They lead Moeller 20 to 10 with 3.57 to play in the first half. Interesting there. Couldn't figure out why Jake Seibert not didn't try that extra point for LaSalle, and it looks like he will not kick this one off either. Didn't see any kind of injury to Seibert, but it looks like Cam Cope will try it. Zach Branham and Cam Cope each wear number 13, so I think it's Cope. It might very well be Branham, but nevertheless, they'll squib it this time. It'll be taken by the up man for Moeller out across the 25 and trying to get to the 30-yard line and unable to do it on the play. That was Daniel Dunlop, the tailback for the Crusaders. They'll mark the ball. They'll give it forward progress to the 30-yard line. So now the Crusaders back to work after being able to put points on the board against LaSalle in the second quarter, something nobody else has been able to do all season long. And what can Moeller do here now with one timeout before the half? 
And that, that's the problem that you have. Like, you, you have a great kicker in cyber. Um, obviously, he's a really good athlete. You can use him as a receiver. But, man, it's, it's, a, it's a gamble when you put him out there as a receiver. And, and if he gets hurt or if something happens to him, then, then you lose a huge, a, a huge weapon. Ultimately shot down the field. It's intercepted. Tried the deep shot, and Devontae Smith picked it off right at the Moeller 40-yard line. And LaSalle's offense right back on the field is ultimately, from my vantage point, just stared Verdon down the entire way and made it an easy jump ball, and Devontae Smith pulled it down for the pick. Yeah, and if you're going to do that, you got to throw that ball on much more of a line. Uh, that He was just waiting. He was waiting for that to come down, and to be honest with you, that's about the third time that's happened. I mean, on the touchdown, they had somebody there waiting for that, waiting for that. They just didn't make the play. That time they made the play. 3.44 to go until halftime. LaSalle does receive the ball in the second half. They won the toss and deferred. So if Pat McLaughlin wants, he can try and go a two-for-one situation here. I don't know the way his offense likes to run, and with the ease they've been able to move today against Moeller, that they'll do that. And we'll see now Jabran Payne come in and take this snap from the Wildcat. Porter alongside him in the backfield. And before he does so, a delay a game penalty will be called against the Lancers, and uh, that's not going to make LaSalle happy there when you get a delay off of a possession change. Fourth penalty against the Lancers for 40 yards. But nevertheless, here now, what does Moeller have for an answer? And you wonder at this point, is that defense starting to tire with the way LaSalle has carved them up here in the first half? Yeah, one of the things that they did very well against St. X is they took care of the ball. Um, so that you know, that's the first mistake that they made uh, tonight. Gain of three on the play here. As far as giving up the ball, but you right. know, you give up the ball and then you give them the ball in your own territory twice. That's and we've got a personal foul against Moeller, and I believe it's a shot to the head. I was going to say they 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 threw that flag pretty quick, so. Came in behind the play from our referee here tonight, so it's 15 yards, and that's the last thing this Lancers defense needs is free yardage. Now they'll move into Moeller territory at the 48-yard line with 3.10 to go in the half. Now Branham back to take the snap at the gun. He has Porter behind him, three receivers to the right, one to the left. Branham going to hand it off to Porter, lowers his shoulder, but it'll be met right line scrimmage, and another flag comes in. Tepfer in on the play, also Wyatt Kelly. Is this going to be the same, the same thing? Tart, a shot to the head, and illegal hands to the face this time. Not a personal foul, but nevertheless, back-to-back penalties against the Crusaders. Not sure, maybe they got Tepfer on the play, using the hands up near the, lo- the left tackles. Face mask there, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Coach Aceto is, is pretty upset on the sideline here. Elder extends their lead over St. X to 17-7 as they approach halftime there. Of course, Moeller heads to the pit next week. So more free yardage for the Lancers. The 15-yard penalty moves it to the Moeller 33-yard line. Branham from the pistol wants to throw. Down the right sideline, he wants it all. Another flag in the backfield nearly pulled down to the far sideline, but a hold will be called this time against the Lancers as Tepfer is continuing to battle on that left side with Markel Harden. Tepper got around him, and Harden, Harden just kind of collared him down to the turf. This penalty will back up the Lancers 10. Yeah, I'm sure Tepper is kind of like looking at the referees like it's about time. He's the, the, the last two weeks, I've seen more holds on Tepper 
And that's the amazing thing is he was an outside linebacker going into last week, and you wondered how he would react to the change. Now to put his hand down on the turf, and he had three and a half sacks last week, and they've had trouble blocking him this week as the LaSalle front. Yeah, kid's just a player. It doesn't matter where you put him. Marking 10 from the spot, so the ball stands at midfield. It's first down and a mile. Porter gets the handoff up the middle. He is met and bounces off of one man. Rotello finally finishes him off at the 46-yard line where it will be second down and 23. 2.30 remaining in the half. LaSalle with the ball and a 10-point lead at 20-10. They'll line up two receivers on either side. Norwood gets back onside there and lined up properly. They'll get the adjustment from the sideline. Plenty of time on the play clock. Four wide receivers, and Porter will join Branham in the backfield. Hey, watch the screen again, man. Bowler <laughs> showing pressure. Now drops out. Branham looking right side. He'll throw it on the out route. It is caught on the outside, making one man miss, making a oh, second miss no. down the sideline. Simon Nicholas made two Crusaders miss, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll make it third and ten. But Muller had multiple chances there to limit that to just maybe a three- or four-yard gain. Yeah, they and Nicholas had, just elusive makes it a third and ten. Yeah, they had him dead to rights. And actually, they, they, they didn't give him as good of a spot as I thought they were going to give him. So still third and ten. LaSalle five for five on third down thus far tonight. Yeah, we might want to do something about that. Well, let's try it here on this play. Colerain leads Sycamore 17 to nothing elsewhere around Cincinnati. Here, Branham on third and 10, pressured by Tetfer, still looting left oh, side. Man. He's going to try and take off, gets a block from Porter. Uh, Second block, yeah, this is going to come, gonna back. come back. Block in the back as Branham gets down to the 13-yard line. It would be enough for a first down, but this will not stand as Leonard was taken down from behind. I think he was hit on the play by Ben Seibert, the wide receiver out on the side as Leonard peeled off to go after Branham. Cyber just cleaned him out from behind, and this will back LaSalle up. Yeah, it was one of those peel-back blocks, and and he got – I mean, it was it was close, but but he did clip him. So. so another potentially costly penalty for LaSalle. It's not the first time we've said that tonight. Of course, the last time it eventually led to a molar touchdown. But now – Let's see where they mark the penalty off to. They're still trying to get that figured out. It was third and 10. I guess it's going to be about the 44-yard line. About the, they're moving it to the 43. 43. Elsewhere, Fairfield and Lakota East tied at 7. Late second quarter. It's a lot of good close action around Cincinnati tonight thus far. Penalty backs up to the 43, so it'll make it third and 20. Hey, you've had them second and forever and third and forever. You cannot. Oh, boy. Branham over the middle. Oh, intercepted. Right. Moeller picks it off. Andrew Dolly come up the left side. He's across the 30, across the 40, and is banged out of bounds on the south sideline at the 41-yard line. And Dolly doing the same thing. And Smith it on the other side. Just eyeing the quarterback all the way and stepped right in front. And that's the first interception of the season for Branham, who I don't think ever saw Diley. Yeah, he kind of he kind of over he kind of underthrew it. I'm sorry. And to be honest with you, I didn't see Diley because I saw I just saw him going towards the end zone, and I was like, oh my goodness. But uh, it looks, you know, that, that great play. You know, that's a, his first interception of the year yeah. that that he's uh that he's thrown. So that's a big play come for this defense time. as well. Huge. But the way Lasalle had been moving the ball. You get the break of a couple penalties there. Mason and Hamilton also in a tight one near the end of the first half, tied at 14. So, again, 
Close football action, and Moeller trying to get set. They'll take over at the 41-yard line, and before they can get set, they don't have enough men on the field, and they have to take a timeout. I think Zach French was supposed to be the 11th man on the field, so Moeller has to spend its final timeout. We'll take one as well. 90 seconds to play the first half. Moeller forces Zach Branham into his first pick of the year. They have the ball back here on letsgobigmo.com. ESP Media, powered by Setup. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Ohio high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Moeller spends its final timeout, but they have the ball back with 1.30 remaining in the half, and the ball placed at their own 41-yard line off after the interception thrown by Zach Branham of LaSalle, his first pick of the year, and now Moeller has a chance to get this back to a one-score game before the break. Altamuli out in the pistol, has Rotella behind him, Tepfer alongside as an extra blocker. Altamuli wants to play fake. On the run to his throw right. Away, looking throw it for away. Man, and he will oh still stay on his feet. He's eventually going to call the play dead, the officials will, I should say, as Cole Hildebrand came off that left side at him, and ultimately just decided to hang on to the football, as you were saying, Derek, yeah. instead of throwing it away. Yeah, when, when you boot out, there was nobody open. Just just whip it downfield. You're outside of the tackle box. There is absolutely no reason to take that sack. LaSalle, after the sack, takes a timeout. The ball back to the 32-yard line. We're back in just a moment here on ESPMedia.com. And let's go bigmo.com. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Welcome back. Ultimately takes a sack back to the 32-yard line, and LaSalle spends the second of their three timeouts. So now it'll be second down and nearly 20 for the Crusaders. They'll have two receivers to the right, one to the left, and an unbalanced line. Goins will take the handoff at the middle across the 35 to the 38-yard line, and the clock will roll, and then LaSalle will likely use their final timeout after this third down play. And I have to think of your Todd Nauman, you're going to use every second of this clock that you can. One minute to go, 31 seconds on the play clock. And a third down and 12 for the Crusaders. I'm sure that LaSalle will probably take a run at, at, at trying to block this punt uh, if if they don't get this first down. We'll see if Moeller just chooses to keep it on the ground and force LaSalle to burn that third timeout. Ultimately from the gun, he will hand off to Goins, run off the left side. That goes nowhere, and LaSalle will indeed spend their final timeout with 33 seconds to go, and we'll keep it right here. And you can understand why LaSalle would uh, want to put some pressure on him. We saw St. X nearly block multiple punts from Moeller a week ago, and we also saw earlier in the first half 
Noah Hughes just an 18-yard punt. He's had to sit on that for a while. So you wonder where his mindset is coming into this this punt here, knowing he's got to get a good one off here. Yeah, it, I'm, and I'm sure that they're going to take a few shots. It would have been nice to see us take a few shots in that last drive, but that sack just put us in a really and bad position. That's a play, as we were talking during the timeout, as you, as you said, too, while we were on here. Ultimately, you got to throw that ball away. Yeah. As, a, as a senior, got got to be aware of that. He, had to, he also had time to throw, as we yeah. were talking, and there was nothing there, but you got to eventually either tuck it and run or take that throw the ball away yeah he was kind of stuck in in limbo there and didn't didn't see just was too hesitant and and really was a killer because you had a you had it in good uh field position you, you know right around your 40 yard line so jalen norwood opportunity missed norwood and smith will await the punt of hughes again his first punt his only punt of the night went just 18 yards he'll stand at his own 25 the return men at their own 25 no problem with the snap right to him. And Hughes, a better kick this time, and it return, sends a return man chasing away, and Moeller will fall on it at the LaSalle 31-yard line. So 24 seconds to go in the half. LaSalle will receive the second-half kickoff, so Pat McLaughlin can go for one of two ways. You can try and take a shot and move down the field or just take it in the locker room knowing you're getting the ball back. I have a feeling they, 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 they might take a shot. They take may one, take sh- maybe take one shot, shot and if you yeah. don't get it, go to the locker room. Yeah. So far in the half, LaSalle 181 yards offensively, Moeller at 106. So they will line up with three receivers to the right and one to the left. Still have not seen Jake Seibert, their leading receiver and also one of the best kickers in the country since early on in the ballgame. Branham with pressure. They want the screen set up, and it is caught by Payne at the 30, trying to cut into the middle, spins out of one man. He's brought down at the 36-yard line. For a gain of about five, Uh-oh. and a late flag comes in. Two flags come yeah, in. That's on LaSalle. Late hit. So 11 seconds remain on the clock. Saw one come in really right as the play was ending, and then after everybody was starting to separate, a second one does indeed come in, and the officials are pointing the way of the Lancers, and I think the official pointed right at Gavin Robbins, one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, one of the offensive linemen just took a shot at one of the backers. Kind of took a little cheap shot, so I imagine that'll probably seven penalties for 77 yards against LaSalle here in the first half. And some costly ones. Yes, indeed. And I want to say maybe the third or fourth personal foul-type penalty they've committed as well. The penalty moves it back to the 21-yard line. It'll be second down and 20 from there with 11 seconds left. And uh, Pat McLaughlin, he's still wanting an explanation on the sideline, and the officials have told him we've made our call, and that's the end of the discussion. And now some more confusion. I think they're in just going to go. They'll, they'll, they'll say because it was a pass, they'll let the clock run out. And that's the way the first half ends. A very anticlimactic to what's been an exciting first half on both sides. As we head to the locker room here at halftime at Viking Stadium, it's LaSalle 20, Moeller 10 here on ESP Media. Coming up at halftime here, as we always like to bring you the angry quarterbacks. That's coming up here in just a moment here on Let'sGoBigMo.com, the ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. 
Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller-Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller-Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Since 2009, SCI 360 has helped many businesses improve their clients' customer relationships through streamlining processes, connecting with customers, and ultimately improving profitability. Let SCI 360 customize a system for your business using the number one selling customer relationship management platform, Salesforce.com. For a 360-degree view of your customer, contact SCI 360 and Moeller alum Michael Sturgis. For over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com. Kent Insurance is a family-owned business located right here in Kenwood. Chris Kent, a graduate of 1993 and former tight end, can take care of your business needs, while his sisters, Kim and Katie, are ready to handle your personal insurance. Top-of-the-line products, competitive pricing, and outstanding customer service is what they offer. Give them a call, 513-791-6060. That's 513-791-6060. A big shout-out to Katie's daughter, Abby Kerwin, playing saxophone with the marching band. Let's go Big Mo! When it comes to transportation services, Kingsgate Logistics delivers. We find ways for businesses to move freight faster, safer, and smarter. Finally tuning supply chains with every new shipment so you can ship confidently. Since 1986, Kingsgate has been navigating logistic challenges throughout Crusader country and across North America. You can rest easy knowing that your shipment is receiving the personal attention it deserves. Kingsgate Logistics is proud to sponsor your Molar Crusaders. For more information, visit www.kingsgatelogistics.com. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. But the real quarterback, he is Tony Pike of UC, Reading High School and Carolina Panthers fame, and a noted quarterback whisperer in the area. Guru. Guru. I watched one of your quarterbacks on TV Saturday night, Cam Hergett from Beachwood. 
Uh, made some good throws. They lost seven to three. Taft he made some good plays. Taft Taft's got some athletes. I tell you what, they they are really well coached. They've got a good nose tackle. Yes, they do. That guy plugged up the middle. <laughs> he really did. We'll talk some high school football coming up in segment two. Segment three will feature college football, but we start with the National Football League and mm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. All right, I bought in week one yep. that maybe this coaching staff could scheme around some of the deficiencies and. The second half of the Buffalo game made me think, huh, they got a little rhythm running the ball, look like what they wanted to do with their play-action game. This offense maybe is going to start to evolve. Now it's it's pretty convincing to me that, and I know people are thinking, you're going to say it's on Zach Taylor. It may be. I, I still don't know the answer to that. It, it's, it's pretty plain, though, that um, and it happens to a lot of teams in the league. You eventually get to the realization that it's time to reboot, rebuild, yep. whatever you want to say. I'm at that point now. What say you, Tony Pike? Yeah, and, and the problem with this year is that for the last few years, the organization has had a scapegoat because it hasn't been the roster. It's been, well, Marvin Lewis has to go. And that's what people have been able to talk about the last couple of years. Well, now Marvin Lewis is gone. You bring in a new face. You bring in a new staff. And now the roster is being exposed. It's not Zach Taylor, which everyone's talking about. It's how bad the roster looks and, right now. And let's be clear real quickly, not, not to cut you off. It was time for Marvin Lewis. Yes, it was time absolutely. for a new voice. That, yes. you, you had reached that stage of the game. But but, 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 but you're right. It, it, and I think the front office, either they really thought, they deep down really thought that all it's going to take is a coaching change. Right. We don't have to do much. This guy's going to come in and fix it. Or they just tried to buffalo the fans of, hey, we got you your coach. That's yep. what you wanted. Hey, new coach is going to take him some time. Yeah. You know, to, but... It, but they didn't go that route, though, that's going to take some time. Right. They they made the choice, and they made the statement that we're going all in for this year. Yes. You didn't draft for the future. You didn't. No, you didn't, right. right like you, you drafted to try to win this year. You, you go out, and, and here's the thing. Yes, it's time to start the rebuild, because what they've done is they've just put all these Band-Aids on different problems, and yep. those Band-Aids rip up, and the problem's worse. Yes. The, the infection is spreading, whatever you want to. But what that would take is something that this franchise has never been willing to do. That's that right. would be to make these moves. And, 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 look, it, and I'm telling you right now, if you don't, and I think it's the time, I said it on another podcast this, the, that I did, you've come to the time now where your moves either better pay off in grand fashion. Let me, let me backtrack. What you have to do now is, honestly, you have to give the fan base the fact that you're bringing in a bona fide NFL caliber general manager with yep. that title that we can now point to and go, it's on him. Yep. I can't point to anybody. I, look, I can point to Duke Tobin a little bit and go, dude, your drafts have sucked. Yep. But I don't know if it's all. I don't know if it's all on him because right. the coaches have had input along the way. I still can't tell you with any definitiveness, and maybe you can. Maybe you know better than I do. I can't tell you who officially makes the pick on draft day. No, I, I can't. Can you? No, and and. Would it surprise you if I told you it was Marvin Lewis? No. Nope. Back in the day? Would it surprise you if I told you it was Duke Tobin? No. Nope. Would it surprise you if I told you it was Mike Brown? No. We have no idea. And the problem is, is that when you when you put all these draft class together, so this year we were told Drew Sample. Drew Sample right now is best ranked. Block, best blocking tight end in the out of, draft. Out of 10 rookie tight ends playing, he's the lowest ranked best blocking, run blocking tight end. You're stupid because he's the best blocking oh. tight end in the draft. Yeah. Remember? Well, well there's nine other tight oh. ends that are. Run blocking better. Well, there's, it's because he's getting a lot of snaps, though, Tony. There's, yeah, there's nine other tight ends that have more catches, completion, or yards, touchdowns, everything, than Drew Sample. 
But, but he gets a lot of snaps. Yeah. Oh, Jermaine right. Pratt. How's that working out? We're, we're not going to go get Quan Alexander and, no. and overpay him no. because we got this guy from NC State, That's Jermaine right. Pratt. Yeah, he's going to be. What's he doing? Um, His reps were taken this week by a guy they signed, what, last week? He did get a couple reps, but yeah. Leroy Reynolds has gotten more snaps than right. he has. Yeah. So, so all you, you've missed in the draft. It, yes, there's been some bad luck to that, but at the same yes. point, if anything's going to change, if I'm the Bengals, I call the Bears and I say, hey, you guys are close. What would you be willing to give for Andy Dalton? I call a team like the Patriots. Hey, I know the Antonio Brown thing didn't work. What would you give for uh, A.J. AJ Green? Yep, no, no question. Uh, Geno Atkins. What, just find ways because right now you look across the league, I can go through every team that has at least something to look forward to. Even the Miami Dolphins, as bad as they are, they are stockpiled with first-round picks. Yes. They can, they can look forward and say, hey, we're putting our eggs in this basket. You can go to Arizona, Kyler Murray, number one overall quarterback. You can go to all these different teams. What right now is that for the Bengals? Because you can't say Joe Mixon, because if I'm Joe Mixon. Zach Taylor. If I'm Joe Mixon, why would I want to re-sign here anyway with the offensive line and, that's assembled? And folks, in case you're wondering, after next year, Joe Mixon becomes yes, a free agent. agent. And what, what have these running backs, high-profile running backs done as of late? Just hold out. Yeah. Right. So the answer is not Joe Mixon. Is it a quarterback that will be in his 10th year? Is it an aging defense? Is it where? Is it John Ross? Is it Drew Sample? Jermaine Pratt? Who? Who going forward do you put your hat on and say, well, we can build around this guy? Tyler, we can build Tyler around Boyd, this. but you're not building right. around Tyler Boyd. Right. So all of that, you're mixing all that. I, I, I just don't know at this point who that is for the Bengals, and if that's the answer. And the problem is, if you're going through this reboot and rebuild and maybe a different philosophy, because the philosophy has been, and I've agreed with it, of draft, retain, and build with your own. And, yes. and, it, and it has worked. I mean, it worked to make them five straight playoff appearances, right? Yep. It, it worked. But now you're starting to whiff badly in the yes. draft. Some of it, not no fault of your own, but some of it, absolute fault of your own. Maybe you got, Maybe you got... Over your skis and thought you're a super genius and right. that anything I decide is going to be the right thing. Well, all I can tell you is since really the Cedric Boy Jake Fisher draft, it has been yeah. nothing but disaster after disaster, and that's why we are where we are right, right now. You, you, your your organizational philosophy isn't to dive into high price free agents; it's to no. pick at the scrap heap to plug yep. in a gap, and that's okay if the other 19 or 20 spots are really good because you've drafted and retained. But when you're starting to plug in. John Miller at right guard, yeah. who really can't play, and Bobby Hart after yeah. last year at right tackle, That's, who really can't play. That was our big play. offseason signing on right. the offensive line. Then suddenly you've you've got a roster full of deficient players, and that's right. where we are. So that's why I'm saying, I'll go back to: Do you have faith that this front office is capable no. of having an organizational philosophy or a philosophy switch, and or rebuilding this roster to make it better? I at, don't. At this point, I don't. And at this point, when you look, and I know. I know different things have happened. I know it wasn't going to be the, the you know, their, their once-in-decade talents, but this team in the past few years chose to pass on Lamar Jackson. They passed on a guy like Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to go get their guys. So they have passed on the— And, and I'm okay with that right. because I think they had a capable quarterback. But then when you're trying to draft for the other position groups right. to go around that and you whiff— It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So then you, you either should have went and got one of those guys— and built your team around a rookie quarterback salary, or you have to nail some of these guys. And when you don't do it in the draft, then you have to do what you're not comfortable with and go make a big trade. Well, or you have to go sign a big free agent. That's, that's what you have to that's do if you, you want to win in this league. 
And now, I thought Malik Jefferson had a good game Sunday, didn't oh, you? Yeah. Last year's third-round pick? Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, when you're not doing that, and this is the product that's on the field, I mean, think, think as a Cincinnati fan base mentally how we act. Week one, well, they were close. That's a, that's a mental win. I, I don't even know if it was close. I, I think it was just... It the, just felt different. It just felt different, yeah. So then you talk... I was talking myself on Monday afternoon into saying, you know what, if the Bengals beat Pittsburgh... Oh, I was... Th- and then they I beat Arizona, they're, they're one game out. They're, they're a trip to Baltimore away Going to Baltimore being, yeah. for being in first. That is where, as a Cincinnati fan, I've resorted to trying to, to tease myself and talk myself into no, this I stuff. No, th- I think Monday, honestly, was the best thing that could have happened as, 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 a, as a journalist yep. and, as a, as a, and for those that are fans, uh, maybe for the organization of, you know what, you bottomed out. Yep. And, and, and we saw the bottoming out process that this roster needs a complete and utter overhaul, and you better start doing it sooner rather than later. And listen, I, I do, I think Andy Dalton's a more capable quarterback, I believe, than you think he is, but... I think if you're in that process, yep. then then he's up for sale. He's up for trade yeah. debate. I, I got no problem with that. Um, AJ Green is absolutely open mm-hmm. for that. Geno Ack, anybody. I mean, there's the nobody, problem is if you don't do it with AJ this year, you're, you're getting and he no, walks. Yeah, what did you? How bad do you look? You look stupid. Yes. And there's no way. This will also tell me. I, I want people to understand when I say this. This is not an indictment on AJ Green. He's a he's a terrific. Talent. Yeah. It, He's been injured a chunk over the last few years, and that starts to make me worry a little bit. He's going to yep. be 32 when next season starts. He's not doesn't have the fountain of youth, although he's got a body that looks like he could play forever. He doesn't because the body's breaking down to some degree. Some of it right. just the, the nature of the game. But are you going to throw a ton of money at a 32-year-old wide receiver on a team that's that's got other right. gi- giant holes? Right. You can't do and that. I know, and if I know, you do that, it'll tell me that, honestly, you don't know what right. you're doing. And I know AJ says all the right things, but if you're AJ Green, do you want to come back for a rebuild? I would say deep down, probably not. But I, I, think, I think he is one of those guys that would well, the love problem, to spend The problem AJ is AJ, and, and, and AJ also, looks up to Larry Fitzgerald. And maybe, They're close, yes. and that's like the Larry Fitzgerald model. Yeah. But Larry Fitzgerald made it to a Super he Bowl. made it to a Super Bowl. Um, and I think AJ, when he has said this, and he said it actually to us right after he got the boot off, um, that he would like to stay in Cincinnati. I think he's absolutely sincere in that. But I also think at the time he said it, maybe he got buffaloed into thinking, hey, we're not that far away. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're way, yep. you're way far away, right. man. You're way far away. You're three linebackers and eventually a new quarterback and at least Offensive one at least a, at least one guard and one yep. tackle because you do get Jonah Williams back and right. you, we don't know if he's going to pan out either but right. I would the hope is okay it was the right pick to make let's yeah. let's give them that it would, whether it pans out or not that was the right pick mm-hmm. to make um, yeah so you're at that stage if you're him of do I do I really want to be a part of this right is this how I want to go out and if you're the Bengals you, but you can't afford to do that though right and even if he gives you the the the, the hometown discount. It's still a sizable chunk of change he is yes. going to make on the hometown discount, too. Correct. So get some value. You got to yes. the end of this month to get some value. Yep. And look, I'm not here to tell you it's time to turn to Ryan Finley as your quarterback and make him the quarterback of the future. Right. But if you can swing a deal for Andy Dalton by the yep. deadline, that's really good. It gives you an opportunity to see what Ryan Finley is. Yes. And then you and get attack a, the draft yeah. next year. And, and you're right. I think for him it would be a team that, that – like a Chicago Bears that has a lot of good parts. Yep. And Andy Dalton is way better than Chase Daniel, and he's not going to screw right. this up. And, and, hey, he just needs to come in and be kind of a manager. And right. We get, a, he's, uh, he's an upgrade over what we have A good now. offensive line. Yeah. I mean, there's there's teams. I look at the Packers. You put A.J. Green on the Packers. You put A.J. Green on the Patriots or well, something like that. on the Saints. Right. I mean, there are 
there are teams that if you really wanted to make something happen, you could start making some calls uh, because historically the Bengals don't do this. So, and, but, but historically, that's why they've gone three decades without correct. winning a playoff game. Exactly. So at, at what point, if Monday's not the kick in the gut, when is? Yes. Because the, the football product on Monday, you're, watching... You're, you're, you are how old? How old are you? 33. 33. So basically in your lifetime, you've never no. seen... A, you, even even in playoff win, you were too young to remember. Right. I mean, I, I grew up at least and saw two Super Bowls, but yep. I've also now seen 30 years yep. of this. And... I think as time goes on, I hope we don't get to the point in five years where you go, you know what, man, Marvin deserves a lot more credit than we even gave him. And he does. He deserves yeah. a lot of credit. He changed the culture of the organization. Yeah. But but you're you're walking a, a tightrope now, if you're the Bengals organization, of losing a fan base. Completely losing it. I mean, you go to other fan bases, like, and, and Mo Egger mentioned this yesterday, you go to Kansas City, that fan base loves the Chiefs, no matter what. Yes. The Browns. Bills. Dude, I was just the in Bills, Buffalo. Those people they are love nuts. their teams. You don't see that no. here. No, and, because and, you've gotten kicked in the head too right. many times. So, so at least, and, and it's generational now. I mean, again, right. you're you're at the age where you're going to start to have your own children here at some point, right? And and, yeah, and so now you're at the point of, ever going to win. I, right? They haven't done it in my right. lifetime. Hey, kid, maybe they'll do it in yours. Right. I mean, and even the Browns didn't win a game a few years ago. And and that that but fan base went, loves what, them. Right, but what did they then do? They went and got a competent yes. general manager in, 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 yep. in John Dorsey. Yep. They decided Hugh Jackson was a clown show. Let's move yep. on for that. And I don't know if Freddie Kitchens is the answer either. That right. feels like a jump-the-gun moment. But they, they brought in a qualified NFL yep. general manager who has done things in this league to build a team. And, and that's my thing. It's not a five-year rebuild process in the NFL. Three. If you, you get the you right guy, you can do it in three. And you could start seeing the fruits of that in two. And you've already got... From a rebuild perspective, I'm getting a new piece in Jonah Williams at some right. point, maybe later this You're year. You're going to get a year. high draft pick yes. to start next year. Why not stockpile draft picks and start that way yes. and, and, and give yourself every and opportunity? And if not, and they have, done, I, I, they have done a good job with their dollars, and more so than people think, because they've always put money in what I would call the rainy day account to yep. sign A.J. Green and re-sign him, to re-sign Andy Dalton when they did, to extend to Giovanni Bernard. They've always had, to, to last year, ex- to, to extend Geno Atkins and, and Carlos Dunlap. I'm not asking you people to to agree that those were the right moves, but I, I, I do think that they, they were, and that, that's their philosophy. Yep. All right, let's go away from that then. The rainy day fund is gone. I'm not going to re-up A.J. Green again. I'm not going to give him, just because he's been a good soldier and a, and, a, and, a, and a great guy and all those things, I'm not paying for that because it's, it's cost inefficient. It's not. It doesn't right. make any sense when you have all these other issues. Yep. But I... I gotta be honest. I don't have faith they do it right. right. I have no and faith that's in the it. Problem. And I think that's the problem that no with the fan does. base. Yep. Is the fan base now says, "Yep, I don't have faith in you people doing this because you're going to try to do it your way." And guess yep. what? In thirty years, in thirty years, yep. your worked. way has not worked. I, Paul Brown, and you can look at why they have success before this this lengthy mm-hmm. run. Because Paul Brown was alive, and Paul Brown knew football, right. and he knew what football players look like and how to build a football team. Okay. Yep. Paul Brown died in 1991. It is no coincidence that it has not been since that point right. in time that they have won a, won a playoff game. Right. It really isn't. Well, the problem is, and I, and I mentioned this, the football, the game of football has changed. I mean, you talk about 10 years ago when I was coming out of Cincinnati, it was, well, he's a shotgun quarterback. He can't make can't the transition. That. Right. Right. That's all they do now. Yep. Every team, the, the game is changing. The tempo is changing. The skill set you need to build a roster is changing. And that's where Zach Taylor may be the perfect right. guy to coach that. Yeah, but, but you got to get coach. those pieces. Yes, yeah, it, it, it. That's where money to me was just the final. Yeah. Was, it was almost like you know, I mean, good. I, it, I, I now saw it for myself completely that it. it the, 
maybe I fooled myself in week one of thinking, mm-hmm. all right, maybe this roster at least is good enough to do some yeah. things this year with these guys. No. But look no, what the rosters not. have done. Look at the Saints who lose Drew Brees and have two of the most impressive wins on their resume the last two weeks. You're right. Because of the whole roster. Yeah. Look what the Kansas City Chiefs do. They lose. Look at the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they, they lose they survived, Kareem Hunt. They've survived Cam Newton's loss. Yeah. They lo- Kansas City loses Kareem Hunt. They lose Tyreek Hill. Still doing what they're doing. Jacksonville had that team that went to the pl- they went to the AFC Championship game yep. two years ago. Still have the core of that team. Thought yep. they needed an upgraded quarterback. Did that. And now without that quarterback, they're still winning games. Because guess yes. what? That core of that AFC Championship game there. is still around. Yes. It, it is possible to do it. But, again, that means you have to have the confidence in an organization that hasn't done it for 30 years to finally say, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. And maybe, maybe the San Francisco game was a start. Because as good as they looked in a loss to Seattle... That, that game against San Francisco wasn't sold out. The fans oh, haven't no. bought back in yet. No. This Sunday, it's gonna be, there's going to be more people at Nippert Friday night than will be at the game on Sunday against the Arizona have, have Cardinals. They, they, I'm assuming, have they sold out Friday night's game? Yes, Okay, I so, then, then, so I, yeah. then they absolutely will because I think the season ticket base for the Bengals is somewhere around 35000 yeah. That will be the announced attendance, whether that's right. even that many people in the place or not. I mean, the, the average price, and, and the Bengals are one of the lowest, the average yes. price to take a family of four to an NFL game is like four eighty. Yeah, are you getting banged for your Is that what you want to do? Yeah. No. On a Sunday? No. When I could sit at home and watch the, the Sunday ticket and watch every NFL game I want? And and guess what happens to the fan like you that does that after three years, four years, right. five years, and you come to the realization of, honestly, this is more enjoyable than going down right. to a football game. Yep. Unless they were to win on I a have, grand scale, and I mean, like, yep. let's just say they make a Super Bowl run one year. Yep. Our thanks to the angry quarterbacks, giving you some halftime entertainment here at Viking Stadium. We're about to begin the second half. LaSalle leading Moeller 20-10 to 10. alongside Derek Williams. I'm Jason Griefer. And Derek, we were talking here during the halftime break. You look at the score and the way the, the ebbs and flows of this game is gone. You and I are both kind of surprised that the, the margin's only 10 with the way LaSalle seemingly controlled things for a lot of this first half. But then you also factor in, which helps it keep it where it is now, a lot of really silly penalties for the Lancers that have really hurt them here in the first half. Yeah, a lot of really silly penalties, but also they there were just some plays that they didn't make. So they could have very easily intercepted that uh, pass in the end zone that ended up going for the touchdown. But it's really the the um, the silly penalties, the personal fouls, things like that that have that have held them back. So you know, I, I, Moeller's game plan is working they're they're slowing the game down they're they're shortening the game they're taking time off the clock they just got to get some stops defensively quick update on those other scores around cincinnati wyoming leading 42 to nothing at halftime elsewhere indian hill over marymount 14 7 at the half princeton and middletown tied at 21 at the half so a good one going there west claremont leading loveland 27 to 7 at the half anderson leading milford 21 to 13 that game also at half. But uh, looking at some of the numbers here in the first half, LaSalle outgains Moeller 179 to 106, despite the fact Moeller held the ball for a minute longer uh, in the first half. Zach Branham doing all the work for LaSalle and really did the bulk of his damage in the first quarter, especially on the ground. Branham in the first half, 12 carries for 106 yards and all three LaSalle touchdowns. He was 5 of 9 passing for 46 yards and his first interception of the season. On the other side, for Moeller, Drew Altamulli, 5 of 9, 48 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Gabe Goins, 7 carries, 45 yards. Anthony Sledge, 2 catches 20, for 29. Brandon White, 1 catch for 17 yards. And th- 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 We're talking talking again there, Derek. Uh, Sledge, Anthony Sledge and Brandon White, got to find a way to get them more involved in the offense. White was targeted three times. 
as was Sledge. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Like uh, Gabe had a great first half, so I understand pound the ball, get the ball to him. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have to spread it out a little bit more. You're gonna have to take some shots downfield, but you don't have to necessarily take shots downfield to get the ball to uh, you know Brandon and, and Sledge those guys just hand it to them yep you know hand it to them that that's the easiest way to get the ball in there in Kevin Thibodeau kicks it off and we will begin the second half one of the shorter kicks Thibodeau has it's caught at the eight yard line by Devontae Smith left side he's got open space across oh the 30 40 out near the 45 yard lines where Thibodeau pushes him out and once again, special teams kickoff coverage for Muller lets him down, and LaSalle is going to start off near midfield one more time. Well, I mean, they've got great speed, and if you're not going to kick it through the end zone, then you're going to run the risk of that. So he, one of the things that you have to be able to do on kickoff is you have to get that returner to stop his feet, to redirect or something like that. I mean, he was on a, on a beeline, and he didn't stop until about the 40-yard line. So the Lancers with the ball. Zach Branham back to work. He'll go from the pistol on first down. He'll have four wide receivers, two on either side. Porter joins him in the backfield. Moeller showing pressure up the middle, and they'll bring a little bit of that. Porter's going to get the handoff working around the left side, and he'll be brought down for a gain of maybe one. Wyatt Kelly came from the inside to make a tackle across the left side. That was just Porter's second carry of the ball game for four yards. He came into the night their leading rusher with 301 on the year and five touchdowns. Branham has passed him in both yardage and touchdowns on the season. They're right back on the line. They give Porter a gain of two to the 47. Yeah, it's kind of strange that you got a guy who's going to Northwestern and he doesn't touch the ball. But obviously they, they came in and they, they said their quarterback is going to is gonna run the ball a lot today. Here he is. Here Branham he is keeps it on the option, making multiple guys miss. Branham across the 40 of Moeller, 35-30, 25-20, 10, touchdown. He broke about four or five Crusader attempted tackles and runs it in. That was, uh, that was pretty embarrassing. I mean, there's no other way to put that. There were there were about five or six guys. That was arm tackling. Who had him dead to rights. Not, not good. And, and Branham just continues to dazzle with the feet as he took that one the distance. And as I said, broke about five different attempted tackles. And it officially goes down as a 53-yard run for Branham, giving him four rushing touchdowns on the night. Jake Seibert back on now to try the extra point. Did not try on the third touchdown for LaSalle in the first half, which was missed. But he's on here for this one. The kick is up, and it is up and good. You see, Cyber looks like he's got some tape there on the right hand, but nevertheless, doesn't affect his kick. Well, he's, he's limping a little bit too. So. Zach Branham, his fourth rushing touchdown of the night. This one from 53 yards out a minute into the second half. It's LaSalle 27, Moeller 10 here at ESP Media. And let's go BigMo.com. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Thank you. 
for the third time, Moeller's special team starts LaSalle off in outstanding field position around midfield. And for the third time, LaSalle puts it into the end zone on the legs of Zach Branham. He has four rushing touchdowns tonight, 159 yards total on 13 carries, and LaSalle extends its lead to 27-10 over Moeller one minute into the third quarter. We were talking during the break, Derek, and it's a very good chance here. Pat McLaughlin, a Moeller graduate, former Moeller coach, may go for the throat coming soon. This ball will be fielded by Carrington Valentine at the five-yard line. Space at the middle. Valentine is hammered as he crossed the 20. He was clotheslined by Austin Kelly. It looked like Carrington had a hole at the middle, and Kelly just slammed him down at the 24-yard line. Yeah, it did. It looked like it looked like he was going to be running for a while Man. there, and then all of a sudden that guy came out of nowhere. They list Kelly at 227 pounds, and he's on the field now at defensive line. He looks to me every bit the part of maybe 240, 245. That's 79 in white. Man, what a hit, and Valentine never saw it coming. So now Moeller in need of an answer after LaSalle makes quick work of the short field on their first possession of the second half. Now the Crusaders have to return the favor. Altamuli on first down, got a handoff to Goins. Gabe trying to push forward, may have gotten back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you're going to have to do something a little bit different here. You know, listen, you're 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 at a point here. Your defense is not is not stopping them. So at this point, you have to score. Yeah. you're just going to have. It's going to be one of those games where you're going to have to score. But you know, kind of taking the clock down and, and stuff like that. That'll get you to the buses, but it's hard to do. It's hard to continue to maintain that here in the second half. And you look at the numbers. LaSalle's averaging 7.3 yards per play tonight. So as you said, the defense has struggled, and you wonder at what point Moeller chooses to open it up. Malik Verdon will take the snap from the Wildcat here as Tepper goes in motion, and they will not get the playoff, or no, they will. The play clock was at zero. They give him the benefit of the doubt. Verdon with the carry. Ooh. That's a face mask. It'll be a 15-yard penalty as he was just raked by the face by Jamar. Hargrove Monday as he went out of bounds. That was a bad one, too. I mean, he held on to that one. That'll be the eighth penalty against LaSalle for 87 yards and I believe the fifth personal foul. Again, just another needless type of play right there when Verdon was already trapped against the boundary and was likely not going to go much yeah, he further. Wasn't going anywhere. And Hargrove Monday just raked him by the face and yanked him backwards. That's a dangerous type of play. Like I said, they're, they are hyper-aggressive. They're very emotional, but sometimes they, they just get carried away. Maybe a little too wild Kelly's up. Heel. Yeah. So the penalty moves it out to the Moeller 41-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Crusaders. One wide receiver to the left, two to the right. Goins in the backfield alongside Altamuli, and they're going to pick up a free five yards as the man who made the tackle on the kickoff, Austin Kelly, jumped right into the neutral zone. And for the second time tonight, we've seen a defensive lineman jump offside thanks to a quarterback's hard count while in the gun. The ninth Lancers penalty. They came in tonight averaging just five penalties and 42 yards per game. That now nine for 92. Well, this seems to be the most consistent offense that we've had tonight. Yeah. <laughs> tonight is, is LaSalle, That's a great point. Yeah, LaSalle's uh, penalties. So you got a first and short. You know, you're right about midfield. Take a shot. Take a shot. Take a shot. Instead, they'll line up with the heavy look. Play clock down, and Moeller will have to spend a timeout. 
That, that's frustrating. You get a penalty, it's first and five. And again, you break the huddle with less than 10 seconds on the play clock. And Moeller has to spend a timeout. We'll do so as well. 9.55 to go in the third quarter. Moeller getting help from LaSalle with penalties, but the Lancers still lead the Crusaders 27-10 here on Let's Go BigMo.com. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. Moeller late getting the play in on first and five. Has to spend a timeout. Now out of it, they will go from the pistol. Goins behind ultimately. Brandon White to the left. Malik Verdon out to the right. Tepfer shifts in motion from right to left in the backfield. They'll hand it off to Gabe Goins. Left side, good seal. Goins has space. It, down inside the LaSalle 40, inside the 35 before he's cut down out of bounds. Huge hole on the left side and a great seal by Frederick Sturgis, the left tackle to have an open lane for Goins to run. Yeah. And Goins has, had, Goins has had a great game tonight. Uh, really got a lot done on the field. Once again, take a shot. Take a shot. You know, at some point you gotta, you're, you're either playing just to compete or stay in the game or you're playing, you're competing to win. Take a shot, you know, get into the end zone, make this a game. The ball placed at the LaSalle 33 yard line after the long run from Goins again, a 21. Goins will get it again up the middle for his 10th carry. Brought down at the 30-yard line. Tackled on the play by Luke Damon, one of their better defensive players who has some offers from some lower-level FCS and also Division II schools. Makes a tackle at the 30, so it'll be second and seven. Goins now with 10 carries on the night for 70. Yeah, at some point, so, you know, it's uh, – I understand this, and you're you're taking the clock down. I understand your defense is 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 playing poorly, but sometimes you know your defense will get a, a little shot of adrenaline when that offense is moving. Yeah. When you know when you put some scores on the board. So second and seven here, play fake. Altamuli wants to throw, has Tepper out wide. Tepper has it, but is knocked down immediately by Jalen Johnson, and there he is again. You don't expect a, a safety at this level to be 6'3", 210, and carry that kind of speed and brings Tepfer down for maybe a gain of one. Yeah, that was some closing speed right there. You can see why Division One schools are drooling all over him. And again, he's just a junior, so you can only project where he can develop next year in his senior campaign. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this LaSalle team moving forward. I mean, we've already seen a – uh, one of the best Division II teams in in, in the area in Winton Woods. Whew. What a meeting that would be yeah. if they were to meet up in the playoffs. And I have a feeling, I mean, they're they're on a collision course in that in in D two, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Moeller again has to use another timeout as a play is late coming in. It'll be their second timeout. We'll take another break with them. Eight twelve to go in the third quarter. Moeller facing a big third down play. It'll be on the other side of this break on Let's Go BigMo.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day—that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and a Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. 
With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. For the second time on this drive, Moeller is late getting the play in and has to burn their second time out of the half. And we still have 8 minutes and 12 seconds to go in the third quarter. Moeller facing third and seven from the LaSalle 29-yard line. Altamuli will go from the pistol. Rotello behind. Rotello gets the handoff on third and seven and is brought down in the backfield for a loss of two. Aaron Bird, the linebacker, brings him down on the play. And I have to think with Todd Nauman thinking it's two down, it's four down territory here. But even in that, I'm not sure about that play call. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, you took a timeout for that. I don't understand. And you're going to send, instead now they'll send Thibodeau on for another field goal try. He hit one in the first quarter from 48. He'll try one this time from 48. Thibodeau now third on the all-time scoring list at Archbishop Moeller. But he'll have another try here from 48 yards with 7.30 to go in the third quarter. Try and cut it to a 14-point LaSalle lead. No pressure on the kick. A line driver, and it is up, and it is good. So Thibodeau continues to dazzle with the leg, and Moeller is able, though, to turn the drive into some points thanks to LaSalle penalty. 7.21 to go in the third quarter. LaSalle 27, Moeller 13 here on ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. For the second time tonight, Moeller turns LaSalle penalties into three points. Thibodeau has hit two field goals, each from 48 yards. And with 7.21 to go in the third, Moeller's deficit now stands at 14 as LaSalle leads 27-13. Elsewhere in the DCL, boys, Elder trying to run away and hide from St. X. Elder leads St. X 24-7 early in the third quarter. And remember, Moeller goes to Elder next week. Boy, what a statement win that would be for the Panthers! Wow, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Elder looked, uh, they looked overmatched against Eds, um, but you know, X is, you know, they they didn't look very good last week, and I'm just surprised they haven't scored any points. Thibodeau with a line drive squib kick up the middle, and it's eventually brought down the 32-yard line as the return man on the play. Jabran Payne ran into the back of his own blocker trying to move up the middle. And LaSalle takes over again at their own 31-yard line, it will be. So Zach Branham back to work offensively. He's done pretty much all of his damage on the ground tonight, 159 yards on the ground on just 13 carries, including the last drive, a 53-yard touchdown run, his fourth of the night. If I know Coach McLaughlin, I'm sure that that'll be about 25 carries before the end of the night. So buckle up. 
Branham on first down from the Pistols. Going to give it to Porter. Left side, Porter, big space across the 40. Moving through the 45, runs over his own man before gang tackle down at the 48-yard line. He ran right into the back of receiver Jalen Norwood. And Norwood, just, just 180 pounds, went flat down to his face. And a huge gain for Cam Porter on just his third run of the night. I think you see the speed and the and the power there. My that, goodness. <laughs> that makes him a D1 running back. I mean, he, he is listed at 207, runs like he's 225, and he's at full speed within two steps. Yes. This time, Payne in the backfield was leaning forward as he got before the ball snap. He takes the handoff, though. He'll have another first down into Moeller territory, brought down at the 38-yard line. They've got a lot of guys that just keep it's one after another. You know, Payne straight ahead right at the middle, and the line cleared space. It's another big gain for LaSalle, who is now up over 200 yards on the ground, averaging 8.5 yards per carry tonight. It kind of reminds me a few years ago we had a running back that ended up at Northwestern and Keith Watkins, but we had a guy named Jojo Aramo that we used to put in there every once in a while to get some carries. Muller had come into tonight allowing, on average, 141 on the ground per game, and now after this most recent carry, LaSalle at 218, and we still have six minutes left in the third quarter. LaSalle coming into tonight themselves averaged 216 on the ground. Branham on second down and six. Looks to the sideline for his adjustment. He has four wide receivers, two on either side. Porter remains in the backfield. Porter, three, four carries, 27 yards. He'll hand it off to Porter. Left side, Porter runs over one Crusader. He'll fall forward to the first down to the 26-yard line. What, what do you say? The, the Crusader <laughs> defender was there, and Porter just leveled him. Yeah, there's not much you can say. There's not much you can say. And here's, here's the tempo here. Right back to the line. Go the Lancers. Payne now in the backfield behind Branham. And Payne's going to get it left side. He's down inside the 20. He's near another first down at the 16-yard line. They're going to do the same thing. Man. I think they're going to give it to him, too. They're going to do the same thing. No, they'll actually mark it as second in less than a yard. So LaSalle right back to the line. Two receivers on either side of Branham. Payne in the backfield. Payne's going to get the head up. He'll have a first down across the 15 and brought down at the 13-yard line. And I told you, we used to have this play called basic, and I think that it's very similar to what they're doing is, is you know, Pat will just tell him to get up on the line, and that quarterback will read what the defense is giving him. And, and then just decide what he wants to do, whether it's uh, throw the bubble, throw a hitch, or run zone. Trips right, one left. Porter now in the backfield alongside Branham. Has plenty of time. Play clock just now reaching 15. Under five minutes to go in the quarter. Porter will get the handoff again. Spins away from Wyatt Kelly. Kelly will keep a foot on the shoestring and will limit Porter to a gain of about two down to the 11. Nice stick to itiveness there. That was actually Dushaw who was able to keep a foot on Porter and limit him to a gain of a couple. So it'll be second and eight from the Moeller 11-yard line. LaSalle threatening to extend their lead out to three scores. Branham this time hands off to Porter again. Porter cutting left side toward the, toward the edge, breaks one inside that's the five. A, a hold. Flag comes in. Porter marked down at the one. The flag back near the nine-yard line. This play likely to come back, and it will. It'll be a hold against the Lancers. It'll be their tenth penalty of the evening. 
like I said, well, you know, the the best offense against LaSalle has been, you know, LaSalle's penalties and the best defense really? against LaSalle. That sums up. In many ways, LaSalle could have probably, may have been, been able to put this game away already, but they've been their own worst enemy. No doubt. They've been in their way quite often tonight. Ten penalties now for over 100 yards for the Lancers. No doubt, but, we, I mean, you see the what the – what kind of position this offense puts you in because those running backs man they they run hard they are hard downhill but when you have that quarterback who can do the same thing what do you do second and 15 call it second and 16 brandon's going to keep it this time on the read option going left and down the sideline skirts around one man and will be bumped out of bounds just inside the 15 may have gotten back to the original line of scrimmage and that's what that's what makes them so good is you know uh, valentine had a bead on the quarterback there and had him he puts a little move on and and, and ends up getting uh, wiggling for about four or five more yards there it'll be third and 11 lasalle five for six on third down tonight four minutes to go in the third quarter I imagine this is four-down territory. I don't see them kicking field goals here. You've got an excellent kicker in Jake Seiber if you need it, so that's always a luxury to have. Of course, Moeller knows all about that with Kevin Thibodeau. On third and 11, Branham will keep it himself on the option, trying to cut the middle, and Moeller was ready for it. They'll meet him at the 11-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down and about seven. Good job by the Crusaders front to stay home on the play and bring Branham down for one of the shortest carries of the night. And Pat McLaughlin will he'll send on the field goal unit with Jake Seibert. Is, see, he's got tape on his right hand, and he still has a bit of a limp. He's three for three on field goals on the season, his longest on the year from 35. And from this spot here, he will try it. We'll call it from 28. Clock rolls. He's from the left side, so he'll have to use a little bit of English on this kick, but well within Seibert's range, the future Ohio State Buckeye. And it's considered by many to be one of the best kickers in America. High snap, but it's down. Valentine oh, blocked go. it. And a ball scrambled forward and picked up by T.J. Rotella up the right sideline across the 40 and out near the 45-yard line. So Carrington Valentine comes sprinting off the too. right edge and blocks the field goal so the Moeller defense does indeed hold. And there's a flag on the play, which might be a, another personal foul. Came in late. So the first missed kick of the season for Jake Seibert. You know, Kerry has been close all night, uh, even on the extra points. And another personal foul against LaSalle. Wow. The 11th Lancers penalty. And you know Pat McLaughlin as well as anybody. That's got to drive him insane. The no. amount of personal foul penalties we've seen tonight from his Lancers. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's given the officials, a, a, you know, a mouthful right now. But, you know, I'm sure that once once he sees the film, I, I mean, we've, we've seen. Yes. I didn't Nothing's see really that been one. in question. Yeah. I, I couldn't see that one. But now Moeller has the ball on the LaSalle 37-yard line. Is this a drive you got to put it in the end zone if you're the Crusaders? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, hey, you, you've got 15 minutes left in this game. Goins will get the carry, and he'll go nowhere. You've got to decide. I mean, your team has got to feel like, hey, we're trying to win this game. We're not just trying to stick around. We're not trying to run the, the time off the clock. That's another play there, partner. I'm saying on first down, you block a field goal, take that shot. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, this is you're you inside. Take a shot at you're inside the, the opponent's 40-yard line. Obviously, well within Altamuli's arm arm range, mm -hmm. he can get it to the end zone. And you've got burners like Sledge and White out there just aching for a chance. Yeah, I think they've targeted Sledge maybe a couple times. He has officially as he and White each have three targets. It's a loss of two on first down, making it second and 12. Altamuli will throw this time. They want the screen set up to Goins, and he's brought down immediately as the Moeller lineman could out. Could not get out in front of Aaron Byrd, the linebacker, and brought him down for a gain of two back to the line of scrimmage. So it puts you in a third and ten. Listen, this, this has to be four-down territory here. Yeah, absolutely. From, from here, if he gets stopped here, it's a 54-yard field goal. Thibodeau, I'm sure, would give it a go here, but you're down 14. Even if he makes it, you cut it to 11. It's still a two-score game. Couple of subs come in now with 100 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's third and 10 for the Crusaders. They're two for six thus far on third down in the ball game. They'll go with a heavy set up front. Sledge, the lone wide receiver, split out wide to the left, and Moeller has to burn his final timeout as they are again wow. late getting the play in. And don't break the huddle so there's under 10 seconds on the play clock. We'll take the timeout here. Moeller is now out of timeouts and facing a third and 10 from the LaSalle 37-yard line, trailing the Lancers 27-13 here on Let'sGoBigMo.com. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com slash careers today. Muller has to spend its final timeout of the ball game with a minute 26 to go in the third quarter, trailing 27 to 13. All three timeouts have been used on the offensive side of the ball for the Crusaders, so tough going there. But now it's third down and 10, a tight formation again. Sledge is now the lone receiver out to the right side. Rotello in the backfield. They'll toss it to Rotello. He wants to throw it down the right sideline. Sledge, the only man out there. It's intercepted. Intercepted at the 15-yard line. I believe Devontae Smith got his second pick of the night, and LaSalle was ready for that one. There were three white helmets out there against one receiver and Anthony Sledge. Well, you know, I, I listen, far be it for me to, to play coach here, but it's third down and 10. I saw uh, Brandon White and, and Malik uh, Verdon come off the field uh, after that timeout. You know, I understand. Hey, you 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 did go deep. You you at least tried to make a play downfield, but that's that's a tough gig, man. When you only got one receiver out there. So Lasalle takes over on the interception thrown by linebacker slash running back T.J. Rotello and Brandon back to work. He'll keep the ball on the option, and this time Moeller chases him down to the twenty-yard line for a gain of a couple. It's just a lot of missed opportunities here. LaSalle is they're, LaSalle's keeping they're the baller in the game because yes. of the penalties. They're daring you to stay. They're daring you to really push them right now. 11 penalties for 117, and then you have the bowler blocks the field goal there, gets a long return from Rotello, and your offenses can do nothing with it. 
Moeller in his second half, 26 plays, 25 yards. That will not get it done. Handoff here on the sweep. Payne has it across the 40. He's across midfield. It deep into Moeller territory. Down the sideline, Jabran Payne will go the distance. An 80-yard touchdown. And LaSalle may have just delivered the knockout blow. You just can't teach speed like LaSalle has. And that now puts them over 300 yards on the ground tonight. Well, I mean, how many how many touches is that for Payne? In That's that? his 11th carry now, and he's up over 130 yards. When he's he has, at 11, has, 11 for 131. Branham is 16 for 233. And Cam Porter's also been a pretty big contributor as well. Well, when you have speed like that, I mean, it, it, the more that you give them the ball, it, it's it, it's like a guy who's a home run hitter. You know, the more he's going to get up to the plate, the more chance he's going to have. To they're going to they're going to get you run. eventually. Yes. Seibert on for the extra point. This one is up, and this one is good. The speed for days continues for for LaSalle. Jabran Payne takes this one from officially 78 yards out. He's over 130 yards on the ground. LaSalle is a team over 300. 24 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's LaSalle 34, Moeller 13 here on letsgobigbo.com. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Jabran Payne burns it down the right sideline, right past the Crusaders' defense for a 78-yard touchdown run. It is LaSalle 34, Moeller 13, with 24 seconds to go in the third quarter after Moeller was set up in terrific field position after a blocked field goal in return. The offense goes absolutely nowhere and turns it over on a T.J. Rotello interception. And Moeller, like good teams do, they make you pay for your mistakes. Seibert kicks it off. Valentine will field it at the three. Moving across the 10, trying to make a man miss. Now we'll come to the left side. There's space there. If he can get there, using the high step across the 20, and he's drawn down at the 25-yard line by Devontae Smith, who has been very, very active tonight. And he's still chirping as he comes off the sideline, and a good move by some of his teammates to get him away. Yeah. Smith's already been called for two personal foul penalties here, and now at this juncture in the game, he's running his mouth in front of Moeller's bench. Uh, so right now, like, I mean, okay, so there's 14 seconds left in the third quarter. You, you're down 21. You know, I, I'm not really sure what you're, – you're kind of in no man's land. It's, it's You have to open it up here, do you not? Yes. Given given the score and the, the situation in the game, uh, as I've said, Moeller in his second half, 26 plays of run, run. They've gained 25 yards. It was a similar situation a week ago against St. Xavier. Ultimately will throw on first down. Brandon White can't handle it, and that's the kind of night it's been. It was a little wide of the mark, but a ball White still should have caught. Yeah. It's incomplete. Yeah, but that, that's a, like a little option route, hitch route. He's, he's got to put it on him. That's just the third pass attempt for Ultimately here in the third quarter, and there's eight seconds remaining. On the night, Drew now 7 of 12 for 51. 
That's just the fourth targeted ball for Sledge. They'll officially mark it three, but one of those was on a penalty. So eight seconds to go in the quarter. And Moeller facing second and ten from its own 25-yard line. Altamuli has Goins behind him to his left. Tepfer also in the backfield. Altamuli wants to throw to the right side. May have slipped out of his hand. It was well behind Verdon and a flag. Two flags come in. Verdon looked like he was being held from behind by Hargrove Mundy, and a second flag comes in from the top. And it should be a hold against LaSalle, so it'll move the ball forward for Moeller. It's kind of one of those things when, when the receiver's jersey is underneath his shoulder pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, they're actually going to call interference. You could go, you could have called either one, <laughs> yeah. interference or holding. Yeah, it's yeah. usually a good Malik sign. nearly had his jersey on backwards yeah. by the end of the play. Let's just put it that way. That's the 12th penalty against LaSalle for 132 yards. But you know what? That kind of penalty, when you have corners that are like that that are – that are that talented and hyper aggressive, you can deal with that kind of stuff. It's it's the personal fouls and the nonsense that penalty moves the ball to the 40 yard line. Four seconds remaining in the quarter. Altamuli has Goins behind him in the pistol. He'll hand it off to Gabe Goins on right side. He's going down to the backfield for a loss of one, and that's the way the third quarter ends. The speed of LaSalle has given Moeller problems all night long, and it did it again here in the third quarter as we wind the third quarter to a close and head to the fourth. Your score here at Viking Stadium, LaSalle 34, Moeller 13, here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Welcome back. Gabe Goins injured on the final play of the third quarter, able to walk off under his own power with a bit of a limp on his right leg. One other update, Derek, from that big Elder St. X game. At the end of the third quarter, Elder 24-7. So they're holding tight on that 17-point lead. So a few weeks ago, St. X come back and rally for a win against Indianapolis Cathedral, so the Bombers won't be out of that one for sure. Here to begin the fourth quarter, Malik Verdon in at quarterback, and ultimately not even on the field on this play. Verdon's going to keep himself on the read option. Malik out the left side. Flag comes down as Malik crosses midfield. He'll have a first down for the moment, but it's likely to come back. And immediately the official signals a hold against Moeller. And he, the official gets the Bronx cheer from the LaSalle <laughs> sideline as it'll be just the fourth flag of the night against the Crusaders compared to 12 for the Lancers. Well, you know, and, and yeah, you got to hold on that, whatever. But, again, you know, that was a pretty dynamic play there. Yeah, Verdon made a couple of nice moves and would have had a first down had it not been for the infraction. So the penalty backs the ball up to the 34-yard line. 
It'll be second down. Excuse me, back to the 29-yard line, beg your pardon. So make it second and 21 for the Crusaders. And as we've seen over the last few weeks, they do not operate well in these these down and distance situations. Then again, not a lot of teams do. Alta Muley looking right side over the middle and and nearly intercepted as Jamar Hargrove Mundy jumped on the route. And had he not collided with Verdon at the last moment, he would have had an interception and probably a pick six. He was sitting on that the entire way. Yeah, he was watching the quarterback the entire way. And he he knew it was coming. And, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's a heck of a player, man. It'll be third down and 21 from the 29-yard line. And not very many teams are going to have third and 21 plays to ratchet up in the playbook. White and Verdon will be out to the left side. One wide receiver to the right side. They'll hand it off up the middle. Dunlop with the carry. Daniel Dunlop will put his head down and try and move the pile and get stopped at about the 38-yard line. So a gain of nine. It'll bring up fourth and 12, and Moeller will send on the punting unit. Well, yeah, I think that there was a window there to really make this a game. And uh, just, you know, very conservative. And, and, and now, right now, you're, you're just trying to stop the flood. I, I seriously doubt LaSalle is going to take out their starters. Um, you know, I think they'll, they'll keep those guys in there. Clock rolls with a minute to go in the third quarter. As Muller sends on Noah Hughes for the punt. Sends one away, and it will bounce out of bounds near the 20-yard line. Norwood thought about it for a moment, but elected to let it go. Hughes' best punt of the night, so will back LaSalle up, and it looks like they will mark it officially at the 23-yard line for the Lancers. 300, officially 317 yards on the ground, averaging 9.1 yards per carry. Hey, you still got 11 minutes left, too. Branham back on for the Lancers. He has 233 yards officially on the ground. 16 for 233 and four scores. And he's your quarterback. And coming into tonight, not your number one option to hand the ball to. Porter is, but Brandon pulls it at the last second. Brandon, right oh, sideline, and he may go the distance. Zach Brandon fooled everybody on the read option. He's going 77 yards to the house for his fifth touchdown of the night. He had everyone in Navy fooled on the play. And they, I think LaSalle may have just drove the dagger into this one. There was no one on that right side for Moeller to keep an eye on Branham. And if that stands right now, he'll go over 300 yards on the ground tonight. That's about the third dagger they've, <laughs> they've, uh, they've driven in tonight. I mean, coming into tonight, Zach Branham had run the ball 35 times for 284 yards. As it stands right now in the scorebook, 17 carries, 310 yards, and five touchdowns. Seibert will come on for the extra point. And before the kick is sent up and through, a false start penalty will back LaSalle up. That's their 13th penalty of the night. That's about the only thing they've done wrong, really, in this ballgame. No some, some Crusader fans have decided to call it a night. Yeah, this offense tonight for LaSalle has pretty much been unstoppable outside of the penalties and that, that one uh, drive at the end of the first half where they didn't score. Pretty much every other drive mm -hmm. 
has, has been going right down the field for a touchdown. Second straight week, LaSalle goes over 40. They put up 48 last week in a win against St. Joseph's up in New York. The extra point this time a little further out from Seibert. Pulled out the 60-degree wedge, more of a lobber that time than a line drive, but it's up, and it is good. Zach Branham, a career night he has had now officially over 300 yards on the ground. 10.39 to go in the fourth. It is all LaSalle. They lead Moeller 41-13 here on letsgobigmo.com. Since 2009, SCI 360 has helped many businesses improve their clients' customer relationships through streamlining processes, connecting with customers, and ultimately improving profitability. Let SCI 360 customize a system for your business using the number one selling customer relationship management platform, Salesforce.com. For a 360-degree view of your customer, contact SCI 360 and Moeller alum Michael Sturgis at 888-318-5121 or visit them on the web at www.SCI360degrees.com. Lately I've been, I've been losing sleep. Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars LaSalle nearly 400 yards on the ground, averaging just under 11 yards per carry tonight. Zach Branham has been the star. Five rushing touchdowns. LaSalle leads 41-13. Kickoff fielded by Sledge at the five-yard line. Sledge trying to cut left. Makes one man miss, makes a second man miss, going towards the sideline. It's pushed out of bounds near the Moeller 30-yard line. Shoved out of bounds late. Another personal foul penalty is coming in. Boy, that's just nonsense right there. Yeah. Sledge was five yards out of bounds I think and somebody shoved him down. He was on the track. I, that's that's ridiculous yeah. to me. Yeah. It's yeah, going to be the 14th penalty against LaSalle for 152 yards, but you wonder about if on a play like that, was there intent behind that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I What I just don't really see the point of that. You're 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 kind of tainting what is otherwise a a masterful performance tonight uh, by having all these all these penalties, and it just makes you look bad. First and ten for the Crusaders at the Crusader 44-yard line. So Moeller has the ball at the LaSalle at their own 44-yard line. Beg your pardon. I'm surprised it's not the LaSalle 44-yard line. The way the penalties have been flying against the Lancers tonight. Altamuli in the guns, going to give it off to Dunlop up the middle. Daniel Dunlop lowers his head and moves forward five to the 49-yard line. 10-20 remaining. Moeller continues to elect to keep the ball on the ground. Well, at this point, you know, I, I you know, you're you're down four touchdowns. Um, it, it seems like a, a, about a quarter ago, you kind of, it, it's. It's almost like you kind of let it go. So right now, I guess the best thing to do is just kind of run this clock down. Because let me tell you something, LaSalle, if they get that ball back, man, they're going to. They're not done. They're, yeah. Hand off Dunlop left side. Big hole there. Daniel Dunlop getting some good tape for himself as he charges forward to the LaSalle 41-yard line for a first down. He's a guy that we saw the only other one 
And an update from college football. Cincinnati has the second quarter lead over Central Florida, 10 to 6. So good for the Bearcats early on in that one. How about that? So the only time we saw Dunlop carry Dunlop carry the ball last week was on that final possession against St. Xavier, and wound up losing two yards. And that really was all she wrote in that one. As Moeller was able to pull the upset of St. Xavier. And at last check, St. X was down big to Elder. And by the way, Moeller goes to Elder next week, and we'll have the coverage for you here on Let's Go Big Mo. Dot com. 9.15 to go here at Viking Stadium. Altamuli from the pistol. He'll throw this time. Wants a double move down the left sideline. Nothing's there. He'll tuck it, and he will run and head towards the far sideline and go out of bounds at the 35. He wanted Sledge on the double move, the hitch and go on the left side, and LaSalle was not buying it once again. And this time, Altamuli, a wise move to tuck it and pick up a few yards. Credit him with six. That's something I'd like to see more of from Drew Altamuli going forward. He's a big guy, has some deceptive quickness. He can make a guy miss. He's not a burner by any means, but you know, there's not a lot of guys defensively that you're going to see that are as big as him, Drew, 6'2", 215 pounds. You know, I said before, at a, at, at a high school level, to have a quarterback who can run the ball is, is incredibly important. Um, Boy, so, have we seen that tonight for LaSalle. Absolutely. And off up the middle to Dunlop, makes one man miss. He has a first down inside the 25, down to the 24-yard line. Uh-oh, here's another. Some more pushing and shoving behind the play, and a Moeller player down on the play. I think that's Frederick Sturgis. The second consecutive week he started at left tackle. It looked like it was Sturgis, but we'll wait and see as they check on him. Check on the injured uh, Crusader, and... Uh, 8.57 to go in the, in the fourth quarter in a 28-point game. This is the last thing I think either either team wants to see in this one. You just want to kind of finish this thing out, everybody get healthy, and get home safely tonight in preparations for next week. As we said, Moeller heads on the road to, to Elder next week. LaSalle heads into the Commonwealth of Kentucky. They will take on Covington Catholic High School, and they are no slouches either down in, down in the state of Kentucky. They are a perennial state power, so... That'll be a good challenge for the Lancers as they will do battle with the Covenant Catholic Colonels next week. As I said, it looks like, I mean, it really looks like in Division Two, at least in this region, there, there are two teams. Um, is that uh, Wenton Woods and, and LaSalle. And both of them, I mean, both of them look, wow. look pretty impressive. So you, 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 We talked about it during the Wenton Woods broadcast, and Wenton Woods was – a Division II program and name, by name only. And you could make the, ca- the case based on the performance from LaSalle, not only tonight, but the entire season, same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. LaSalle is, you know, over the last f- uh, five years or so, has really, you know, for perennially, I mean, we I think that you said that the all-time record in the series is, what, 47? And- 47 and 47-9 in favor of Moeller. Yeah, to go to 47-10 after this one, and LaSalle will have won five of the last six. The injured man on the play was actually not Frederick Sturgis. It was Connor Milne, the now left guard. He's coming off, being helped off on the field, not putting any weight down on his right leg. So that's not a good sign going forward, and hopefully nothing is too serious with that to Milne, and we certainly send our best along to him, and and, uh, hopefully we will see him next week when Moeller heads to Elder. But for a long time, LaSalle was that team that was that, that where you caught your breath against them, all that kind of stuff. But the last five years, Man. and especially, and it kind of coincided with them going down to D2, they have they have pushed the gas pedal on their program. Ultimately on the play fake, 
Two men in the backfield. He held onto the ball too long, and he's going down in the backfield at the 33-yard line. Tried to play fake, and now he's slow to get up as he was driven into the turf. Luke Diamond, one of the Lancer defenders, took him down. Drew's back up. You got to throw the ball. You got to throw the ball. Had time to do it, but just held onto it too long. Yeah, if a guy's not open, sail it out of the end zone, but just throw the ball. It's a loss back to the 33-yard line. It'll make it second and 19 with 8.20 to go. There's no reason to eat that, and, and not only do you lose all that yardage, but you don't, you, you can't take those hits. He can't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna last this year. He's, he's taking, taking a pounding hits. this year. Yeah. Ultimately, has flag on the play before the handoff to Dunlop. Like we were moving a little I bit. I think they make it. Actually, it's like they're gonna signal offside against LaSalle. Oh. So that'll be 15 penalties against the Lancers, who would come into tonight with just 25 infractions on the season. If you're a Lancers fan, we thank you if you are tuning and listening to the broadcast. That's one thing that LaSalle definitely has. Definitely they can take from this game that we, they have to get cleaned up yeah, you have going forward. I mean, yeah, once you, you get into teams like Covcath or, or X or Elder, you know, the guy, the teams that they have left, they yeah. have Winton Woods. Yes, they do. They have Winton Woods left. Yeah, You've you got to put up results there if you're going to, you know, try and do yourself – do yourself a favor as far as the playoffs go, and especially if you're able to, you know, want to make a deep run the playoffs. You can't have a night like this, 15 penalties. Ball moved to the 28-yard line. Altamila is going to hand it off to Dunlop, who just continues to run hard. He falls forward to the 24-yard line, a gain of four on Dunlop's fifth carry of the night to give him 41 yards. So Dunlop now and mop-up duty here in the fourth with more yardage tonight on the ground than he had the entire season coming in. So... Maybe he gives you another dimension with Brian White out tonight. Didn't see him tonight at all. And Dunlap gets some good tape for himself. Maybe he gets some more totes of the rock going forward. Verdon checks in. Sledge checks out here on third down and 11. Well, I think one of the things that you have to do in the next few weeks, listen, you're going to have to score some points against Elder because Elder can put up points. Um, so you, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to try some new things offensively. Malik Verdon up the middle of the Wildcat inside the 10. Into the end zone for the touchdown. There's something different for you. Yes. Fake the handoff to Dunlop going out right. And Malik takes it right up the middle for the touchdown. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a novel idea there. <laughs> I mean, once again, he's uh, he got he's he came into the game averaging a, a, a first down every time he runs. Uh, and, and you see that he, he's, he's he's so fluid, he's so fast, he's so big. You know, the fact that how many carries does he have tonight? Listed six carries for 44. Six carries, that's yeah. not enough. That run right there was taken in from 25 yards out. Thibodeau will come on for the extra point. LaSalle offers no pressure on the PAT. It is up and it is good. So Malik Verdon with another rushing touchdown tonight. His second touchdown on the ground this season. 6.57 to go. Moeller gets back into the scoring column again. LaSalle still leads 41-20 here on letsgobigmo.com. For over 15 years, Chase Construction has worked closely with property management companies and housing authorities in providing apartment maintenance and inspection services. Chase Construction specializes in completing apartment work orders. If you do not have enough staff to complete the tough maintenance items such as painting, drywall, concrete, 
plumbing, and electrical work, please call 1986 Moeller alum Alan Shaw Sr. at Chase Construction. For more information, please visit them on the web at www.thechaseguys.com. Malik Verdon runs it in from 25 yards out off the read option. Moeller cuts the LaSalle lead down to 41 to 20 with 6.57 to play here at Viking Stadium. Thibodeau will line up the kick. He's already knocked through two 48-yard field goals tonight along with a couple of extra points. This kick will go right into the end zone, about a yard deep. I thought it was going to dive out the one-yard line, but it did not. Princeton has pulled ahead now. They lead in that one. They were in a tight game at half. They now lead 43-21. to So they pulled away from Middletown after being tied at 21 at the break. That's an interesting squad. They've, uh, they've, had, they've had quite a year this year. I mean, they've had so much hype around them. And... Uh, you know, they've, they've been really inconsistent. Hey, that's another Division II team, though, that, that'll make it interesting. That'll be a that'll be a crazy uh, draw there. They've, there was an error in the stats a moment ago, so I want to correct you and get you the proper numbers here. They have Porter, some weird number for Cam Porter. He's now adjusted to 37 yards. So Branham officially 248 yards on the ground. They give it to Porter here on this first down play from the 20-yard line out to the right side across 25, across the 30, and knocked out of bounds near the 32-yard line. So they'll have a first down here. So Zach Branham now, after the stats have been corrected, as there was apparently an error earlier, 17 carries, 248 yards, and five touchdowns on the ground. Jabran Payne, 11 carries for 131 on the ground and a touchdown. Payne came into the night 221 on the ground all year long. And now Porter, the leading rusher for the Lancers, just 48 yards tonight. I mean, that's a frightening prospect going forward, that your leading rusher is third here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Porter will get the carry on first down here, lowers a shoulder across the 35 to the 36-yard line. That'll put him over 50 yards on the ground. And LaSalle now at a 430 yards on the ground, averaging about 11 yards a carry. The ball at the 36-yard line as we approach six minutes to play. And LaSalle comfortably in control with a 41 to 20 lead yeah and six minutes left and i know you know a lot of people are probably like well why does he have still have his his ones in there and that it's a it's a tough thing and i think that he is you can tell he's slowing it down but you kind of have to keep in your ones at this point because if something crazy happens with your twos and you give up a touchdown it's a 14 point game and pain lowers the shoulder wow. runs right over will braley and gets a first down to the 44-yard line. Braley was in perfect position to make a tackle, and Payne just leveled him. Yeah, that, wow. That, that. Payne lost his helmet, so he'll have to come out for a play. But, you know, Payne goes just 5'9", 189, and he ran over Will Braley, listed at 5'11", 190. That kid, that kid's, a, that kid's a man. You know, it's uh, and, and especially at this, this point in time in the game, you're down three touchdowns. I can't imagine you know, a worse feeling than to be a linebacker safety and see that kid coming 100 miles an hour at you. So Porter will take the place of Payne, who had to leave because he lost the helmet on the play. Ball at the LaSalle 44-yard line. Porter's going to get the carry. Sp trying to spin away from 
Kyle Bieber. He couldn't do it. Rotella also tripped him up. It's a gain of a couple to the 46. LaSalle on the night averaging 10 yards per play. Have not had to throw the ball. Branham is 5 of 9, 46 yards. The last pass he threw was intercepted. It's been all on the ground for the Lancers since then, and who could blame them? I mean, and, and you can't really put into words how dominant that is when you're averaging 10 yards per play and you're really doing it all on the ground. Porter gets the handoff up the middle, breaks the tackle of Tepfer and falls forward near midfield. It'll be a gain of three. 41 rushes for LaSalle, 443 yards. I mean, essentially what you're telling the other team is, listen, this is what we're going to do, and you're not going to stop it, and we didn't stop it. So. Third down and five it will be from the LaSalle 49-yard line. Branham has a check, looks to the sideline. Exactly four minutes remaining in this one here at Viking Stadium. Branham gives his check to the line up front, has Porter in the backfield, deep into his right. Two wide receivers split out on either side of Branham, but the handoff's going up the middle to Porter. Had a stutter step and still breaking tackles. Cam Porter into Moeller territory at the 43-yard line. It's a first down. He stopped right in the line of scrimmage, makes a jump cut to the right, and moves the chains. And that right there is another Division I type of run <laughs> yeah. from Porter. Yeah, it's easy to see in, in high school the guys who were the Division One level running backs. It's a, it's a totally different look than than guys who were just good high school running backs. And it also has to be frustrating for a defense that you're in position, you make him come to a stop at the line of scrimmage, and he still finds his way for a first down. Yeah, you did everything right, and then the kid just makes a play because he's that good of an athlete. Yeah, and then sometimes you get him dead to rights, and then you realize he doesn't have the ball in the running back. Branham, the quarterback is running it. Branham had to keep it on a high snap and just slides down at the 39-yard line with three minutes to go. That threw the timing off of everything, and Branham just took it himself. About the only thing Branham did there was hurt his average on the night. He's now, with the, with the short gain now, he's over 250 yards on the ground on 18 carries. Yeah, and then that was actually more of a business decision. Because he, uh, he he probably if he if he challenges that he probably gets about three or four more yards at least if not breaking it, but you know he he didn't want to get tackled he didn't want to get hit, you know they've got a they've got a season to play so this one's pretty much decided. Branham will give it to Payne on the right side. Payne cuts back across the field has a first down inside the thirty to the twenty six yard line. Boy, they just do not turn the Jets off. No. Do, do the Lancers. Payne, nope. Payne with an excellent night now, near 150 yards on the ground. Yeah. They're, uh, you just can't teach this kind of speed. Yeah, you can't, It's hard to game plan against it. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep the uh, – we're going to keep the gas uh, get gas on here. So, Payne now with 152 yards on the ground. LaSalle at 468, averaging 10.6 yards per rush are the Lancers tonight. As some more of the Crusader contingent here in attendance is starting to head out with 150 to go. First down and 10 for LaSalle from the 27. Porter on the right side. No, Branham keeps it himself and just goes down right at the 25 for a gain of two. LaSalle is going to wind up giving up a season high in points tonight. The previous high point total they allow was 16 against Mansfield four weeks ago. 
And Moeller will at least put up a season high against there. In back-to-back weeks, Moeller has scored more than 20. So uh, offense is starting to move a little bit more. Now the clock situation where it is, it looks like Brandon, they've gone into victory formation here. Brandon's still in the shotgun. Play clock down to 10 with 105 to go. And he'll just have to take a couple of kneel downs from here to finish this game off. Nope. He'll snap it back to him. He'll take a knee at the 31-yard line. Well, thankfully, this one comes to an end. You're going to have to fix something uh, defensively uh, because, you know, Elder Elder's going to give you a, a different problem. They're more of a they're more of a throwing team, but they they will now. I tell you what, their quarterback ate us alive last year, running quarterback draws, things like that. So um, you know they're going to have to fix that, but you're going to have to be a little bit more. You're going to have to take some more chances offensively. So not much goes right for the way the Crusaders tonight able to move the ball a little more consistently on the ground tonight. Goins finishes with 66. Verdon finishes with 44. Dunlop with 40. So Moeller finishes with 139 yards on the ground, but. LaSalle's run game just absolutely tore Moeller's defense to shreds. They finished the game 46 carries, 464 yards, and six touchdowns. So they averaged more than 10 yards a carry. Zach Branham, the night of his life, 253 yards on the ground and five touchdowns. And you know, as we said, the, play, the opponent changes next week. Still another GCL game. And, and, boy, with the result held that we were last checking on, if Elder takes out St. X, mm-hmm. boy, what a challenge Motor has next week going to the pit. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously the last year uh, things didn't go well when we went to the pit. Uh, at the end of last year, a 35 nothing loss in the first round of the playoffs. Um, listen, there's there's just a lot to sort out here. You're a 1-5 team now. This is, this is uncharted territory for Motor football. And uh, there, there's got to be a lot of soul searching and, and figuring out. Okay, we're this shouldn't be a team that's just trying to compete. This is, should be a team that's trying to win. There is talent here. Um, it's just got to, you know, there's there's just got to be some, uh, like I said, some soul searching and trying to figure out a different way of doing things because right now this isn't really working. Moeller falls to one and five on the season. Lasalle goes to six and zero oh for the third time in Lancer football. History. That'll wrap up our coverage here from Viking Stadium tonight. Your final score, LaSalle 41, Moeller 20. For Derek Williams, I'm Jason Griefer. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Moeller Football on Let's Go Big Mo.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.